0: Bearcat Bounce Podcast, back at it again. Happy Monday, ladies and gentlemen. Happy Monday. It's a Monday following more additions to the football program. It's a Monday following a show-out party in an NBA draft pre-combine, if you will, by a former Bearcat. It is also a Monday where... There's numerous storylines and things to track and things to discuss heading into this full week Monday. And yet again, it's another Monday where my guys, pals, the the three that make me me on the BVP for Mondays. That's right. Without further ado, Aaron Smith, Chad Brendel, Ryan Royer, gents, gentlemen, how are we? Chad, hanging in
1: there. Yeah, I'm hanging in there. There we go. Not a not a fun weekend. But, you know, it is a, a testament to having a great support system to get through it and have a lot of fun. And went uh, Dave took us out to dinner on on Friday night at the precinct. Oh, nice. And then, uh, you know, we went out with family last night to third uh, and Main over in uh, Indiana.
0: OK. And I got to say, yeah,
1: third Maine gives the precinct to run for its money.
0: Third it was Maine. really,
1: really good. Yeah, it's over in Aurora by the uh by Lawrenceburg, right by the casino.
0: Okay, okay.
1: Um, it was very, very good. So it was the precinct. But uh yeah. Third Main was was it was in the rain. It was in the rain throwing throwing punches. Uh, so uh, any weekend you can you can go to two steakhouses. Yeah. It's a good weekend. Oh yeah. It's a heck of a weekend. Dave, Dave does one of the smartest things I've ever heard. What's that? All he asks for for Christmas are Jeff Ruby's gift cards. That's fair. And then he compiles them, and then him and the wife go to Ruby's a couple times, you know, for whatever. They got Ruby's gift cards, and they go, and they don't feel guilty about, like, you know, getting getting dessert or whatever right. the case may be. You go, and you, just, you don't have any... Uh, you know that back of your mind and am i really gonna spend 400
0: dollars on dinner tonight
1: right you just go and you have dinner and do whatever the hell you want
0: mm-hmm.
1: so that i'm gonna start start doing that
0: I mean I it's a smart idea I, and it's a way to have a true uh Christmas in july if you will Christmas in May for this this one but it, <laughs> peter we did now. not
1: get the taste of japan I i looked at it it was like six hundred dollars for three cuts of meat
0: what is it? The wagyu. It's, and...
1: it's three different A five wagyu cuts.
0: Yeah. You know, you know, it's it's, like it's five hundred dollars. Interesting you bring this up because give me I mean, a cheeseburger. They still have the uh, the steak burrow, right? Or is that at just at the main? Uh,
1: yeah, no, they still have the steak burrow. The the taste of Japan's actually at uh, at third main.
0: Oh, okay, okay, there, wow, yeah.
1: So they have but, a taste of Japan. They have a taste of Australia, which is three different Wagyu Australian cuts, and then okay. taste of America, which is three different uh, American cuts.
0: Oh, I'm gonna have to check that out. That's, that's but, I, I mean, go. it's it's
1: legit. It's legit, big time.
0: The way to and from, was, from from I was I was
1: surprised. Like I I'm pleasantly surprised. Like okay. it's in an old refurbished house. It looks gorgeous on the outside. The the design inside is pretty chill pretty modern. It was, it was really, really good.
0: No free advertisements, but, uh, yeah, I might need to check that I out. I mean, a third are wants to sponsor, hey, I might need to check it out.
1: Come on. <laughs>
0: I mean, just, you know, a nice little hit up higher ground and just head straight there afterwards and <laughs> yeah, right call it, it a day. I like it. I like it. But, but, you know, I, I bring up the steak borough because, uh, the gentleman right below you on this screen, Chad has, uh, Man, he, he has taken the Twitter life by storm. Little little headband Aaron, if you will, coming through in the clutch as, as headband Joey Burrow is kind of blowing up. So Mr. Headband Aaron, your your official statement on uh, the theft of your look that you've been rocking for months now. Do you think when Joe Burrow got word of your look and how, how you pull it off and they kind of relayed, hey, you should try it? No,
2: I just, Figure his parents probably saw me around the streets of Athens at oh, some point. Yeah. Oh, that's, 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 it. That, yeah, yeah. that's it. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I had a good Mother's Day. Uh, it was uh the first Mother's Day with having a daughter. Uh, yeah. so that was that was pretty fun, and got to follow that right up with the 90 year anniversary of my father's passing today. So
0: take the good with the bad. Yeah,
1: take them both, and there you have facts of
0: life. Yes. There you go. back of, of life. <laughs> Still just right here for me. Over That's that. a callback. That's a callback. There you go. There you go. Well, good to hear, Aaron. Good to hear. Ryan, sir, you're muted, so go ahead and
3: unmute. But how are we? Doing well. I uh, had a good little weekend. Went up to Cleveland, saw the girls' family. Uh, got one of the oldest Italian restaurants in Cleveland. Wasn't mm-hmm. too good, though. I'm not really? wasn't a huge fan get? of it. I got the veal parmesan um breading just was it. Was, they didn't bread it and cook it very well it was, it was kind of soggy not to my liking the pasta didn't feel homemade either so mm. i I'd, I'd go with pep and dolores down here was better than it and i love pep and dolores yeah pep pep is legit but it still reigns king sunday sauce the sunday, sauce, a, the, the sunday sauce at pep and dolores <laughs> good stuff yeah i know that little Italy place is cool in Cleveland, though. If you guys ever get the chance to go, it's a nice little strip. Got a cannoli. It was the cannoli was nuts. It the, was have I
1: told you my 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 cautionary tale on cannoli? Let's hear. It. We went uh, right after Kelly passed. Her family was all in town, and before her sister went back, we went to Buca de Beppo. And you know, just easy for there was like nine of us. Easy to just get a couple entrees, whatever. So then we were getting ready to order dessert, and their cannoli, it just said three large cannoli. I was like, well, there's nine of us. There were two options, a half sheet of cannoli or three Mm -hmm. large cannoli. So I ordered the half sheet of cannoli. (laughs) How many do you think were in there? Half sheet of mini cannoli? 15. 30. 30. Oh my God. They, they brought out a plate with cannoli stacked like this. It was <laughs> insane. They set it down. It was like, what What the hell am I supposed to do with 30 cannoli?
3: <laughs> How long did it take for you to down those?
1: Uh, well, I'm not a big sweets guy. Yeah. So I, I think I had one or two there. And then we brought home like 17 of them. And then Kelsey, I guess, gave a couple to a friend and had the rest for herself. There you thirty go. cannoli. It was fifty dollars for thirty cannoli.
3: It <laughs> seems a little overpriced. Well, I mean, they were
1: good. They were good. I'll, I'll, you know, I'd like a dollar fifty a cannoli. I guess is the that, that that's not terrible.
0: There you go. Holy cannoli! I like it. Holy cannoli. But yeah, that's my cannoli story. How many many did you finish?
1: I I think there were three that we had to throw away. Okay. (laughs) Not bad. I think she gave, like, she took, like, the little sandwich bags of, like, five cannoli to her friends.
0: Okay. Okay. A couple
1: friends. So don't get the half sheet of cannoli at Buca de
2: Beppo
3: if
2: you go. No. No. Thank you for the donation, though, from Richard Smiley. College football realignment never sleeps. Uh, obviously, I don't know how much
1: we'll do that here tonight. That might be more of a nightcap that we'll get to after, you know. I'm sure we'll touch on it a little bit here, but that's more. We've done most of that conversation on the nightcap
0: and realignment expert Dan Simon. Dan Simon, yeah,
1: whenever he's available.
0: I mean, I I hear all of the realignment stuff, and it is just. It's insanity, and like what Dave was saying on the last BCJ pod, he's just, at this point, he's just kind of sick of it. <laughs> and yeah. I'm, yeah, but it's over. I'm, I'm in that same boat. A lot of people are just throwing hats into uh, the, the old TV deal bucket and just hoping to well, get the, the stuff most out today of
1: it. at least is at least really interesting.
0: What the ACC stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, like like you said, that can be you and Aaron tonight. But uh, seems as if there's a little little head button going on there in the ACC. So uh, if <laughs> if that comes out all right, then who knows? Maybe we add a add a good one into the Big Twelve somewhere, some somehow. But I tell you what. Speaking of head button, you know you getting a little like little vehicle accident. Your your car breaks down. You're, you'll be butting your head into the steering wheel, frustrated. Don't be frustrated anymore. You can go to Danco Transmission. I don't care. Yourself a little fixing on that said head busting situation, or get you know $10 off your next uh, oil change. And tell Danco Joe, Chad, Ryan, Aaron, myself sent you BBP Danco Joe, Danco Transmission out of care. Thank you as always. Um, so if we're done talking about football realignment, I'd say we move on to uh football edition. Uh, yet another one has taken place, the edition number 18 of the transfer portal for the Bearcats this offseason. Uh, crazy high number, but seems to be the norm uh, for a lot of teams out there. But obviously with what has been going through with coaching staff, it's it's, uh, it's what I expected. Deion Hunter, New Mexico linebacker. He visited on May 7th, according to uh, his his picture he posted on his Twitter line, uh, committed then May 12th on Friday. 70 total tackles this past season, 21 solo tackles, 3 for loss. Two sacks and one that deflection. He did post in his exit that he has three years of eligibility remaining. Gentlemen, anyone, we'll we'll go around the horn starting with, with you, Chad. Anything, your thoughts on the addition of linebacker Deion Hunter from New Mexico?
1: I mean, it sounds like at least initially a really, you know, solid depth piece. Um, something that you kind of had to get with Jaheim. Mm-hmm. Exiting, uh, very similar stats. If you look at the two guys now, obviously, you know Cincinnati played at a little bit higher level of, of competition than right. uh, New Mexico, but um, I, that line that it's linebackers so weird for me because I don't know. Like we talked about this a little pre-show, and, and maybe Ryan can explain it a little bit more schematically, but they're listing. Deshaun Pace as a uh, defensive back now. He's officially kind of their nickel linebacker, Mm -hmm. um, which is a strong side linebacker, but that position as the passing game has evolved has evolved right along with it. And then they're listing the weak side linebacker as a defensive lineman in -hmm. most cases. So really, in terms of what they consider a linebacker, there's only two guys on the field (laughs) that play line. It's just, Ryan, take people through it. Like the the difference in, is it just a difference in terminology? Do you think there's a legit difference in how these guys are going to be used? Like what's your view on hearing all these different ways that it's being discussed now, I guess.
3: Uh, Some of it is a little bit of wordplay, but what you, what you have is you have that guy to the boundary, you, you have that guy stand up to the boundary, less space to cover, so you can have him be incorporated in the pass. So you have like a half a linebacker, half a D lineman, and then you have DP, his position. It's not quite a linebacker, but it's not quite a safety. So you're like very similar to the sniper position, my guess is, um, yeah. that we've had over the, couple, uh, the past couple of years with Fickle. And I'm so glad I think, you're getting to yeah. this
1: because it's, it's honestly, there really is not much difference between what they're doing now. And when Fick got here, when there was a sniper and a
0: Jack.
3: Yeah. It's, it's very similar. Um, we, we didn't utilize the Jack a ton in the past. We had like one or two calls. Um, it wasn't very, it was more. The first accurate. two years there was. Yeah. First two years there was like, we, yeah, used the, the Jack in the past. We, we just – he was called Jack, but he was rushing like 99% yeah. of the time. Yeah. Yeah. My, the way they're kind of talking about it, the way they have it um, – the way they have it kind of set up, you know, we'll have to see. But it seems like they want to use that Jack a lot more than what Fickle used the Jack for um, in the passing game. And that's fine because it's just going to be things like flat drops or hot drops just – where he's going to take two steps at the tackle and then he's going to drop back. And that way you can, you can incorporate it. So he can get a run pass read and then he can go kind of play and kind of give some cushion, maybe for those uh, glances, those RPO looks, that kind of give troubles. So it's, I, I think it's going to be a good balance between that Jack and that uh, star, right? Is that what it is? Yeah. Jack the, and the star. Dog yeah, I think they're supposed to like play off each other really well and kind of assist like maybe one one might be rushing more and then that means the other one's going to have more pass responsibility. Just all depends on the look, but I think I think you're going to see that Jack, the dog rushing rushing a lot, but more pass coverage than we had back with coach Fickle had the four man front.
1: Right, I've compared this a lot to what the old 3-4 used to look like.
3: Where you had your,
1: you know, a nose and then essentially two power defensive ends. You didn't really have like a a, a a, bridge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you had your stand up linebacker, defensive lineman hybrid, your safety linebacker hybrid like a Troy Palomalu. Yeah. And then you had your two, essentially two middle linebackers that were there to stuff the run.
3: That's what I I think that's exactly what this is going to be.
1: They're just calling it, you know. Yeah. They're they're phrasing it differently. And I do think some of the responsibilities are different because it's not, you know, three yards in a cloud of dust football anymore. Yeah. But ultimately, to me, when I was watching it in spring ball, what I was essentially felt like I was looking at was a, th- a traditional 3-4 or if you want to consider that dog position more of a defensive lineman like a four-two-five.
3: Yeah and it's just it's weight because college football you have all that space you have all that, they try to get the few got so you know boundary and field you have less guys to the boundary more guys to the field so you try to put Less guys in space to the field and less, I mean, less guys in space to the ba- uh, boundary, less got guy, more guys in space to the field. So essentially, we have four guys that we have opportunity to cover that boundary side being your corner, your safety, your weak side inside, and now that dog. But I mean, you're not going to be dropping the dog in anything, um, in anything crazy. So really, um, you see a lot of like, two by two at the tight end to the boundary, then you see a lot of three by one. So it's essentially just the wide receiver and the running back versus your corner, your safety and your linebacker. And then that's all to the boundary. And so I think, I think the way using that dog is kind of a way to say, Hey, we have just a little bit of extra help in that RPO. Look, Because RPO is so tough, especially to the boundary. You saw that what Memphis did to us that in those back-to-back losses. I mean, they really kind of introduced that concept of uh, boundary quick slant glance kind of route to that, um, to that boundary side. It really gave us trouble. And you just see that used a lot lot more all across the country now. So, and then to the field, you're always going to, that's going to be where you're going to get your athletes in space. You want to get, you want to get open concepts of the field and having DP there um, I think helps because he, he still has that run stopping presence because teams are still going to try to run uh, sure. Zone read to the field, any bit of um, any bit of RPO to the field, and you need someone who's going to have pass, like screen block defeat and run block defeat in space, and can cover and get get lateral quickly and gain ground <clears throat> to cover those lanes. And it just goes back to you want those two. You want you want you're, they're trying to have two hybrid guys on each side of the field to they can play both sides of pass and run, so that we're never. So we're never, like, outnumbered, so to say, because that, that's the whole scheme of offense is just, like, outnumbering guys just to get that little bit of extra space, whether it be for the run, RPO, or pass. So I, I like the concept because it does kind of provide a good uh, line of relief against all that, like, bullshit <laughs> offense is throwing nowadays. Was that
0: some sort of special notification there?
3: I turned the team ticker on.
0: That'd be a great little – uh Little like breaking news feature, but that's yeah. the
1: noise that the team ticker makes
0: when you turn it on. <sighs> okay, I'll turn it on even though they don't
1: pay for the BBP advertisement, but uh, yeah, what team com.
0: team ticker, where we're always ticking. Um, so anyway, would you say, in a weird sense, like not necessarily to the extent that college basketball and basketball as a whole is going, but at, at, in certain aspects, kind of like positionless? football in that second level, you want to have some run stoppers, but you also need playmakers that can get in space and make plays as well. Uh, You don't need like the prototypical, you know, giant backer. You just maybe just need someone who can fit a role and, and track down ball carriers or, you know, track down passing attempts. Yeah.
3: I think you, you still want to have, you still want to have some guys in your defense that can do that. Your Dante Corleone's, your Joel de Blanco's, your Ivan Paces. Mm-hmm. But then you want kind of like those hybrid guys, kind of like what Jaheem was. Yeah. Um what you're seeing with um uh Jackson, right 44. What's his first name? I can't freaking remember. It's what Jamal Dorian Williams.
0: or Jamal Williams? Jamal Williams, damn. I, yeah. I
3: can't believe I forgot that. Where his like pass rush, but still athletic ability on the D line that he can go drop back and do stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I uh uh, Deshaun Pace, or his versatility—it's right. kind of like that—that—that that, uh that three man who's like six eight. He can shoot the three, he can play defense, and he can do everything. And but he's not—he doesn't really look the part of either of them, but he can do it all. So it's kind of like football. It, you, I think there's always going to be like those prototypical guys. You're, you're going to need them, those anchors. But uh-huh. I mean, nowadays, like kids are just crazy, crazy getting. Like just taller, more athletic, faster, and bigger, way more. So it's just you're you're just gonna see more and more of that, and it's good. It's good for the game, man. It makes the game exciting on both sides of the ball. Well, I I think it's good because it, you're forcing guys to learn to be more versatile.
1: Yeah, like I, I think guys, you know, you can you can get stuck pigeonholing a guy into he's this or he has to be such and such height and such and such weight. And if he's that height and weight, then he fits into this mold and, and whatever the case may be, you know, a guy like DP, like he can play safety. He can play linebacker. He can play nickel. Yeah. Like now, now you're getting to actually see guys kind of show um, all of the things that they can do, all the the value that they bring on defense.
3: Yeah. It puts them on an Island uh, to make plays um, and, that thing about that island, though, is when you're on that island, it's either oh, yeah. make the play or get, get screwed. So it makes it interesting. It makes it fun because the, there's guys on offense now like tight ends. Look at Josh Wiley, that kind mm-hmm. of unique unicornishness that he had, that speed, that route running, but right. still could run block. And you're going to have mismatches like that. You're going to be putting – everyone's going to be uh, under the spotlight because everyone – a lot more and more teams are getting those guys that are just so versatile. And what it is, it's just prepping you. It's getting guys ready for the league, because that's what all the league is. I mean, look at everyone. Every D-lineman is versatile. Every D-lineman is yeah. can move laterally to stop the lateral run. Every D-lineman can bull rush. They got hand moves. Every linebacker now is like 6'2, 237. And they can fucking they can drop a, a two deep on a dime. They can Run and stop a screen laterally. Every running back is catching the ball, lining up outside. Now, it's just, it's just everything. I mean, the, the game is just nuts nowadays. And the, the crazier it gets, the crazy, what more and more better your players have got to be. So, I'm excited though. I think this this is gonna this defense is has a lot of firepower, man. It's got a lot of playmakers. It puts guys in 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 good spots um, to make plays, but now you just got to go make them. I think we got a really good defense. I think it's going to help us stay in a lot of games. Uh, so I'm, I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited to see how they use this scheme.
0: Uh, Aaron, you got anything to add on Dion Hunter?
2: He looks big, and I think that's a, a good thing. Um, mm. It's just interesting to see how the guys who I feel like, no, no offense, Ryan, but the guys that were coming in with Fickle uh, were just a little – smaller by comparison when they were coming in. Um, So I I think that's good as you're trending into a bigger and better conference that the guys have to be bigger and better. Um, So I I think that was just something that as I am only seeing, you know, I I don't have the insider knowledge as, as someone who actually played the position might have Um, my first impression as I'm just looking at his picture was kids jacked. Yeah. 6'2",
0: 235. So kind of fit in that mold a little bit that you were mentioning, Ryan. Uh, And, and, you know, he, New Mexico has had a bunch of players transfer out um, this past, you know, this off season. And it's, uh, I mean, it's just what's happening all throughout college football and college sports in general. So nothing new there, but he, uh, Dion was expected to be a, a huge contributor on that defense. Uh, arguably their top returner on the defensive side, their best linebacker, that's for sure. Cause I think the top six now for New Mexico have all entered the portal or, uh, you know, exhausted all their eligibility. So, he had some high, high hopes uh, heading into the season for that team, but now you know he's he's part of the Bearcats and he's hopefully going to be a big time uh, addition. So I, I guess the next question is if if this is all for the linebackers being added through the portal. I'm sure you know I don't know, but maybe maybe there's some more out there or this that and the other. But where would you put the the depth and the talent of the linebacker crew? at this point of the off season, heading into, uh, you know, what's going to be the dog days of summer. Um, Aaron, I'll, I'll I'll keep sticking with you on this one to start with, and then everyone else can chime in.
2: It's not, I mean, I, I felt better about it a couple weeks ago before Jaheim transferred out. Um, but I, I, as that was a known, we, we, I think we had an idea of who Jaheim was. Um, yeah. Although I think all of us would have rather seen more of Jaheim on the field to have a better understanding and knowledge of who jaheem could be um that said i mean we have we still have while the questions have been answered by who's going to be here as far as some of the new names that have emerged uh, with, through the transfer portal and what have you including dorian jones uh, we still don't necessarily know what we have with some of these guys we, we yeah. know what they look like and we know what the coaches are saying about them but We'll see how that translates through camp higher ground and into the season.
0: Yeah, so, that, but the group right now, and and it's, you know, I, I mentioned that position list, and it's kind of weird because you look at the roster, that's on GoBearCats.com, and it's, you know, it's got some linebackers listed as, you know, defensive linemen. It's, it, it's got, you know, Deshaun Pace listed as a defensive back. So kind of the uh positionless aspect of it kind of shows through, what well, they're officially listed at on the roster. But, you know, as of now, it'd be like Daniel Greshik, uh, Jack Dingle, Dorian Jones, then you have Jonathan Thompson, David Jones, Jamal Williams, Tyler Gillison, freshman Trevor Carter, and then now Deion Hunter. Chad, your your thoughts on the linebacker corp if uh, if this is the final product heading into the rest of the offseason?
1: Again, it's hard to, like, I don't know, it's just weird because technically they're only listing two positions as linebacker. If Right. If Deshaun Pace is listed as a defensive back, which he is now officially a defensive back on gobearcats.com, yeah. and you have Greshik, Williams, and Gillison who are all playing that dog position. They're all listed as defensive linemen. So I know it's easy to look at that and say, man, they're really thin on linebacker numbers. Mm-hmm. But there's only two positions that are, you know, the the two inside linebackers i know one's listed as a middle one's listed as a as a will weak side linebacker um but i don't know i it's i think they're okay like i, I don't think they're in a bad spot at linebacker i think they really like what they've got potentially from dorian jones and from um Spicoli
0: dangle dingle dangle, dangle. <laughs> Spicoli.
1: Um, (laughs) so I I think they're, I think they're in a good spot there. Um, I, I, I just, I think it's, it's easy to look at it and be concerned because it looks like, you know, there's not a lot of linebacker depth, but in actuality, they're, they're okay there. Um, they're not necessarily super deep but it's not what it looks like. Like if you go to go and you click on linebacker and you see five names listed and you're like, well, they, they're playing three, four linebackers in this defense. Like what the hell, what the hell is going on? So it's a context thing. It's, it's understanding. That's why I wanted Ryan to kind of, to walk through it. Right. Because I think it's more about understanding what the terminology is with this new staff. I mean, that's, it's, Everybody talks about how that, you know, a new staff comes in, the players have to basically essentially learn a new language. Mm -hmm. The fans kind of do too, because the fans have to learn the old staff called this something and the new staff calls it something else, but it's essentially the same thing. Like that's just what I want to get people mentally kind of on the same page with.
0: Okay. Ryan, any, anything else on the linebacker crew or, uh, you uh, you want to roll into to continue to expand on what our, our, our good friend, Keegan Nixon, wrote about?
3: Wrote about? Yeah, the, the Breakout. Breakout, yeah. Yeah, so I, I'm, i like Chad said, I think Dorian Jones is kind of set up to succeed really well. Uh, coming from Louisville, knowing the defense, same D coordinator, and kind of having that experience under his belt, playing a lot of games over there. I think he's good. To be leaned on heavily, and I think that's going to put him in a lot of positions to succeed and get some good production for us. I think Jack Dingle, the coaches are high on him. He's been getting a ton of reps, doing a ton of good things in the spring. They're going to be leaning on him too to be kind of taking over that next inside linebacker spot. He's a specimen, man. He's, I mean, the frame, he's 6'4, like 245 pounds. Um, I think this is going to be a year where he puts it all together and kind of really shows a shows the Big 12, like, what he can do. So I'm excited about him, man. He's a great kid, works his ass off. Um, so I think good things will come to guys like that. So I'm pumped for him. Um, I think that New Mexico transfer, you got You always got to look – anyone who gets experience, like, reps are reps, man. Reps are – you're playing D1 ball, you're getting out on the field, you're, you're playing, you're competing, and you're uh, starting games. So, like, you're going to be valuable, and you're going to provide depth, and you're going to provide some sp- – sort of production, and maybe a little, but maybe a lot. We'll see. I think it's a good addition. You need guys with experience, snaps under their belt. So I think it's a good move. Looking forward to seeing what you can do. There we go. All
0: right, so rolling on with, with what – good Keegan Nixon, another good article, uh, had, had four breakouts on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, Jordan Young was his first pick, the you know, transfer from Florida, cornerback. Sammy Anderson, uh, a name that we've known quite a lot around the uh, program. Another cornerback. But it's option. time
1: for Sammy to break out.
0: Oh yeah. Oh, it definitely is. Definitely. Uh, DJ Turner and Jack Dingle just kind of also adding on, on with what you were saying, Ryan. But Chad, yeah, you know, like you're saying, it, it's time to sit for Sammy to break out. Time for a lot of different players to break out. Who is who's your breakout guy? Either one one from the list that Keegan had, or, or one that wasn't mentioned already.
1: Um, I'm gonna help him out with this list, so. <laughs> Well, he was he was texting me as well.
2: Control, <laughs> editorial <laughs>
1: control. Um, I, I think, you know, I, I'm going to say a name that I think will be a breakout for Cincinnati fans, but obviously not like the college football community. Mm-hmm. Greshik was a guy that was one of the higher rated pass rushers in the country last year. Right. And he's going to a defense that's entire system is built around getting after the quarterback. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I think Greshik has a chance to really come in here and, and pop and and pop pretty quickly. So uh, I'm going to go with him as kind of maybe not a breakout, right. if You're a college football junkie, but if you're a UC fan and get used to this guys are going to come in and fans are going to be like, who's that guy? Yep. And then within, you know, the first three games of the season, hopefully they're like, oh, now I know why he was one of the highest graded pass rushers in the country last year. Cause he's a bad mofo. Yeah. I, you
0: know, It's it's, it's going to be so funny. I would say, I would say that the uh, first game there, I guess Eastern will be probably one of the higher uh, program sales days that the, the yeah. entire oh. like, department has ever seen. I think they're going to have to triple print the programs. When, I mean, uh, I still walk it in,
1: just because of everything that was going on, and I wasn't there every day. Like every time I came back, I would miss a day, and I would come back and I would, yeah, flip, flip. Like that's usually the first three practices for me is just like yeah. learning the new guys. Mm-hmm. That took all the way through spring. Yeah. Like, okay, who's who's this? Who's that? And then this guy. Oh, well, that guy's gone. He's in the transfer portal now. Yep. Uh, <laughs> it's it, it wasn't fun. It's still at higher ground. We're gonna have another yep. eight, second new guys way. coming in, right. along with the high school guys that weren't there mm-hmm. in the spring. It's not fun for a guy like me who, like, in order to do practice reports and really be up to date on practice, you cannot spend the whole practice flipping back and forth, trying to figure out who the hell is who.
0: Right.
2: It's super like, fun.
1: Yeah. Like you need to be able to watch a play and go, I know who number two on offense is and number 15 on defense. Like I, right. right, boom, write it down. When when you're doing this, by the time you look back up, you missed a play. Yeah. So now you're only getting every other play. Mm-hmm. It, it just, it, it's, it's wild. It I you're talking. What, what was the final number? Like, 13, 14, 15 high school guys, or whatever it was. Oh, that committed. Now, yeah, yeah, and now eighteen, like thirty-five new players. Yeah, on your roster.
0: I, it's, it's a lot. It's, it's a lot. And not, and, and that's not even including the the amount of departures where you got to like be like, wait a minute, where's where's X or Y guy? You know what I mean? It's it's well, it's and the like, other thing is
1: like. The way Fickle's system was, and Ryan can attest to this, like freshmen just didn't really play. So there's yeah. there's 18 freshmen from the year before that you didn't even you barely memorized their number because yep, as soon as higher ground ended, they went into scout team. And once yep. a guy once a guy puts on the scout team jersey, you have let's just be honest, you have no clue who he is until spring ball. They're yeah. just
2: I'm showing. <laughs> Showing 12 is the yeah, number of high right school
1: 12 13 whatever so yeah. so there's 30 30 new guys essentially coming in and we're still waiting for more transfers to uh you know figure out where their destination is
0: yeah Aaron you're your your that, that number's cast? listed
2: at that number's listed at 15 by the way right now uh transfers in on uh it's it's 18 24/7. i think there's just been a few, yeah. few that been there's a few
1: that aren't on the official roster yet
2: <laughs> um Breakout guy is a guy who's already broken out for Cincinnati before, but kind of took a step back ours. last year. Kind of <laughs> took a step back last year, and I think he's going to break out again. Don't call it a comeback, but I'm going with Deshaun Pace. Uh, I think okay. that this this position is ideal for him. I think getting to watch his brother and the success he had in one season at Cincinnati is going to do nothing but fuel his fire. And I look for him to thrive in this defense. He's already talked about how excited he's been since the very beginning, since the coaches got here. Mm -hmm. He's been one of the most vocal in how excited he is about being in this defense. And that's crazy coming after Luke Fickle left because Luke Fickle was a defense guy. Um, But I'm excited to see what Deshaun can do in in a roaming linebacker safety type style. So uh, I think he's got a real opportunity to shine once again
0: in the red and black. Okay. Ryan, you're muted, but who, who you got breakout?
3: I kind of did a little, uh, I went a little hard on this one. So I, I kind of like the transfers because um, you know, no one really knows who they are. And, you know, Chad mentioned uh, the D line and Jordan Young has been mentioned a ton. I think those guys are going to stand out immediately. They're going to be impact players immediately, produ- production immediately all year. And you're going to be wondering, like, you'll, you'll know after their first game, like, who's that guy? And by game two, like, oh, that's so-and-so. Like, there he is right, right now. There he is again. Um And then I, I mentioned it before. Dingle, I think he's going to step up big. I think he's going to be um someone, a new face. Because kind of like uh, uh, Doreen Jones, people know who he is. They know he's coming from Louisville. He's played. But if you want to look at someone who might really break out and stand out, uh, that's a new name, a new face, I think Dingle's going to be – that guy for linebacker. Um, I think like, I, I kind of agree with Aaron, Aaron's take on pace. He's going to have like a breakout standout year because kind of took a little, took a little break from it. And I think him and threats, I think threats kind of was like showing what he could do last year, like flashes of just violence and very just reckless abandon. I think okay. any guy with that kind of just knack and nose for the ball and for contact, he's going to, have a breakout year, too. I think there's going to be a good one-two punch with them in the secondary. And then, you know, filling in with Jordan Young, like I mentioned before. So, And then I got to just say that we know who they are, but I think they're just going to be standout all year, Briggs and Corleone. And I think think Corleone is just going to dominate. I think that's going to open up a lot for Briggs. And everyone knows who he is. He's been here. He's done great. But I think he's going to have – even better year because so I think people are going to freak out about Dante, and I still think he's going to maul all year long, though. So, just we know to be out on the lookout for now, number two, the Don, and yeah, baby, that's going to be a sight to see. And then Briggs, Don, and the, the big zero. So, yeah, what the they're going, to be stand, they're going to be standing out, just looking like insane, massive dudes. So
0: I mean, those single-digit numbers on those big dudes just make him look even bigger. It's just like yeah, look like a monster. But uh, I know. all all good picks. I'm I, I'm going to go with a non-starter. Um, someone who I like have constantly seen flash throughout practices in the past, and and things like that. But you know, maybe you mentioned with a new scheme, a new a new you know, entire coaching staff. That maybe it's just a, a switch in coaching and switching schematics that leads to a guy being able to show what he could do and, and kind of take it to the next level. And so that's why I'm picking Jamal Williams. Um I, I just, I, he made plays at, at the last spring game that Aaron and I went to that was in the bubble. He was making plays this past spring game. I it, It's just a guy that he never really saw the field uh, with, with fickle. Cause obviously there were a lot of players ahead of him. And even now he's going to have players ahead of him, but, Just the way that he's making plays. And then when you listen to a coach kind of mention him in in press conferences and kind of mention him just kind of out of the blue, like, yeah, Jamal was really stepping up too. That's when you know that it's kind of in their brain. Hey, we got to get, you know, figure out a way to get Williams on the field a little bit. And with the amount of, you know, pass rushing and and things that they do that this new defense will do, I'm I'm hoping that he's in on a couple of the big plays. So Jamal Williams was my pick. Brian Threats was a close second. So. There
2: you go. Such a good problem to have with the defensive end though with between Phillips and Watley and Briggs and Williams. And I'm mean, Oh the D line's stacked.
0: Yeah. Deep. Rob Jackson, the coaches were mentioning him a little bit. Maybe he's finally ready to put that massive body into uh into some work, you know. I'm I'm excited to see what that that defensive line has to bring this year. So yeah, definitely something to watch out for. Um but, yeah, there's there's our breakouts. Good job, Keegan. Go, go check out that article if you haven't already on BCJ. Uh, kind of further rehashes what we were mentioning here. But uh, He's only uh,
1: been here a week, and he's providing very good
0: value. There you go. See, That's all that matters. It, do you guys think also this might be a, a – I mean, Trevor Carter is the only linebacker listed that was a new incoming freshman um, with – with the amount of you know roster turnover and everything, do you think this might be a situation where you do you see the true freshman getting more burn? Or um, I have to see him at higher right, around. right, exactly. I mean, like
1: I actually, if you want to name like a deep cut, I'm still a huge Jonathan Thompson guy.
0: You are, you are.
1: I, I have been a Jonathan Thompson guy from day one. Mm-hmm. The minute he stepped mm-hmm. on the field, he he made plays at camp. Mm -hmm. every day and then this spring he was right back doing it again mostly with the twos but uh i'm a big jonathan thompson guy i think eventually and maybe it's this year if he's got to step up at some point in time Mm -hmm. but he's just one of those guys that's always around the ball and and always always has himself in the middle of the action so uh i'm very much looking forward to uh more from jonathan thompson
0: so oh. um anything else on 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 the current team guys uh before we roll on to the next topic. Let's 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 keep, a, keep it
1: popping. You know what we could do?
0: What what could we do? A little little, little time stamp stamp? We could
1: time stamp brought to you by Quick Paper Supply, your locally and family owned restaurant supply company for all your non-food products, quick paper services over 150 restaurants with weekly low minimum next day deliveries providing a wide range of food service products from to-go containers, cups, custom printed products, eco-friendly, and much more. They also have cleaning and restroom supplies for all your janitorial needs. Call our guy, Nick, 513-470-2029 and reference Bearcats. For 20% off your first month of purchases.
0: Boom, baby. Um, just kind of scrolling through Twitter at Jake Wheelock, who's kind of kind, kind of been a bit of a... Uh, a, a Trailblazer for this class, if you will. It seems like he's been pretty active on on the social medias, at least um, trying to trying to continue to build that 2024 class. He he did just tweet saying it's another great day to be a uh, Bearcat. So and that was at eight fifteen. So we'll we'll have to see what uh, what comes of that. We might have have to turn turn off that little uh, ticker and turn it back on for a little breaking news sound, but. we'll <laughs> We'll wait and see on that one. Um, but aside from that, uh, obviously the – got to mention it. We don't have to dive too much into this as well because it's not really what we do. There was a, a wide receiver who was mentioned by the college football uh, portal uh, Twitter handle that said that he's supposed to announce his commitment soon. It's a big name. If It's all over the board if you haven't seen it already. That's the same Twitter handle that uh, mentioned that Ben Bryant was heading to Northwestern. And then they took down that Ben Bryant tweet. Uh, this current tweet I'm mentioning is, is up still. But um, And then the next day, Ben Bryant did commit to Northwestern transferring. So a name to watch out for there, obviously. Um, but not quite our style to quite ruin that. But you can put the pieces together, if you will. Uh, outside of that. I mean, I've heard good things. Okay. I
1: just, the kid hasn't. You know, in, until it's official, it's, it's not official, right? So, you know, and it's a guy that I hope they get because he spells his name how it should be pronounced. <laughs> We're just gonna leave it at that,
0: yeah. I, I mean, I, it is always so weird how it's you know, like that is how it should be spelled, but <laughs> who knows? Who knows, Aaron? You got uh, no comment, on that, huh? no comment, uh. None. The current
1: there's a there's there's a press conference tomorrow that I'm going to.
0: Oh, okay. Do tell. Uh,
1: one uh, person speaking at the press front conference is uh, a friend of uh, the Bearcat Journal Network. Oh. One Brian Fox, B who is Fox. the is the uh, head of the Cincy Reigns Collective. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other. Entity and who will be hosting the event is the Rheingeist Brewery. Okay. So, you know, maybe maybe some interesting tailgating news coming out of tomorrow's festivities. I will be there. Keegan will be there. We will have coverage and maybe there'll be samples of whatever is happening.
0: You know, I... uh, Hooray, beer!
3: Yeah, things (laughs) that I
0: that I've thought about when since I've been seeing seeing that news circulate is that I I don't drink a lot of beer, but believe me, there will not be many more dollars going to any other beer than what uh, could possibly happen if if it is announced tomorrow the way that I hope it is. So
2: if it's what we all think it is, it's about damn time. Like I don't I don't know how you just didn't hop on this five years ago when well, craft beer. Well, UC I mean, has a president that does the want collective,
1: yeah. The brand associated with beer. The collective is its own entity, so they can do whatever they want. Fair
0: I, I mean, I've got my, I've got a new favorite beer and I don't even know what it's called yet. That's that's <laughs> <awesome>. <laughs> I mean shoot. Don't even know if it's real yet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just just let me buy it and buy enough where, you know, I've got some that just goes old because I have too many. Uh, so it'll be uh, fun to see as that slowly comes out tomorrow. Chad will be on top of it as always. Um, and, hey, B-Fox, let the, uh, let the news flow, if you will. How about that? Um, but some, some current Bearcats in the NFL. I, you know, Aaron, you're going to be pretty busy with the uh, – Twitter hashtag this, this upcoming season because there are a glutton of former Bearcats that will be in the NFL now. Um, but uh, The numbers did come out for the Bearcats, and all three draft picks from this past draft have signed. That's Josh Wiley, Trey Tucker, and Tyler Scott, They've all each signed. Wiley wearing 81, Trey Tucker wearing 89, kind of an interesting number there. Uh, Tyler yeah. Scott with 13. Um, I did see a highlight. Uh, Will Levis to Josh Wiley—a beautiful, long touchdown pass to end the uh, their practice session. But kind of weird. Coach Fravel was not happy about the decision from Will Levis to throw the ball into traffic. But so Wiley made a catch in traffic and and took it the distance. Uh, anything that you guys have seen, just kind of through the uh, Twitter sphere. About you know regarding these guys or you know drafted free agents or guys who have been in the NFL and also with the scheduling drop this past Thursday now we get a a full schedule any any games that are piquing your guys's interest or storylines that is piquing your interest with former Bearcats obviously now that you are able to see when you can catch them each and every weekend Aaron I'll I'll, I'll fire it down to you
2: I was just happy to see that all three of those guys have signed I, I know that that can be a tricky thing to get through uh, yeah. just to get pen on paper and make sure that everything is taken care of in that regard uh, outside of that though uh it is it is may yeah and i i'm not one that puts any stock whatsoever into the schedule show could yeah. give a shit less i have not even really looked at the schedule right uh, i i know cincinnati has for primetime games i know some people were upset about that other people were like good we don't want them anyway we don't do well in primetime whatever okay i i
1: prefer sunday four four 425 and i think the bengals are going to play a lot of games sundays at 425 like it, it's over at 7 30 you got your night like we mm-hmm. like you're not i i don't love primetime games they don't the only thing until i like midnight like they're
0: exhausting and and you if you if your team loses, then you go to bed angry, and you're just like, "Uh, but go ahead." Aaron.
2: The only thing I saw that bothered me was uh, announced today, where they said that Peacock was going to be hosting a um,
1: playoff playoff game, wild card game. That's not great.
0: Go get your subscriptions, baby.
3: Money, fucking pigs, man. Um. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't give I don't give too much thought really to the NFL until it's season time. I, I didn't really evaluate much of that. Um, but yeah, I, I second what Aaron said. Seeing the guys sign and seeing clips of them in practice is good, man. So mm-hmm. wishing the best for the boys and seeing how many reps we can get out of them come uh, Sundays in the fall. I'm you know what else is that.
1: what else is real happy about those those pens going to paper? Their oh. bank accounts. Oh yeah, yeah. Their bank accounts. Feel, feel a lot better than they did the day prior
3: <laughs> I feel a little, a little the
0: it it is funny when you hear some some like players accounts on that where they're like you know I was at some really nice restaurant and all of a sudden everyone's buying all this stuff and i'm like freaking out because i'm wonder if they're gonna make me pay the bill and I keep checking my account and it still has less than a hundred dollars in it. And then the dinner ends and it looks like a telephone number. So I'm able to pay for it also. Yeah, it, it, it'll be, it'll be cool when that finally happens for all of them. But um, yeah, I, I guess for me, for Bearcats in the NFL now is it, it's, it's the fact that it'll be a full season of Desmond Ritter at quarterback. Hopefully if things go well for him. Uh, it'll be, Fun to see how he kind of rolls through things. Um, I mean, he's got a matchup, you know, late in the year against sauce. And, you know, he's, he's playing against, you know, Derek Force early in the season against the commanders. Uh, you've got Next a bear against the Bengals. Yep. Against the, it, it, you've also got a, got a bears Raiders game early in the year. uh Trey Tucker versus Tyler Scott. Um, You've got Falcons Colts on Christmas Eve. That's uh Ritter versus Alex Pierce. So, yeah, you know, and that's just the past two or three drafts. And obviously you've got the Kelsey's and all the other, the Bearcat vets, I guess you can call them now, but uh, there's going to be a lot to track come Sundays. And that's, that's only a good thing. Only a really good thing. Um, anything stick out to you schedule-wise, Chad, or is it kind of a much to do about nothing until, uh, until it starts to get a little closer to the time?
1: I don't care enough. Right. Right at this point.
0: Well, I, I guess we can talk about the schedule reveal videos. I mean, there's one that was absolutely phenomenal. If you guys saw those at all on on Twitter, the Tennessee Titans. Schedule. The Titans one
1: was funny. I didn't really watch any of the others.
0: Oh, it's hilarious! Yeah, absolutely funny. hilarious. Did you see that one, Ryan? You're muted. I saw. I
3: didn't. I saw like the. I didn't watch the video of the Titans, but I saw the oh, weird the Cardinals one with Kyler Murray see that one just weird just like threw the ball at the camera and then the camera i guess was supposed to be like a person it's like you all right <laughs> you all right he, like, I missed all up, this. and then it just like shows the schedule on the screen i was like that was that was idiotic. weird <laughs> yeah.
1: the titans one ryan they had they just went around with the logos and asked drunk people on broadway like who they thought the team was associated hmm. with the logo yeah, and then they took
0: the the funny ones and made a video out of it. Oh, it's it's <laughs> hilarious! Like like one is the the Chargers and and the the guy goes, oh, that's Lightning McQueen. McQueen, and so like it it plays the dun, 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 and it says like <laughs> week week three against Lightning Lightning McQueen when it's just Chargers. Really bad. I, I mean, I highly advise you to go watch that if you haven't seen it already. It is hilarious, absolutely hilarious. But that's that's funny. That's, uh, that's, that's NFL chat for. Of the day, but a lot of Bearcats to track. It'll be exciting to see as they uh, continue to do what they do. Um, what is that? I'm not. I'm not too sure. Someone's did ice your, machine making chicken ice. Your air
3: just kick on, Ryan. <laughs> I don't know what's going on, dude. I'm muted.
1: So. <laughs> <laughs> I've got four year <laughs> twelve-year-olds on the other side of this door right now, so I'm <laughs> I'm going in
3: and out. My can com- my computer's being weird too tonight. I- I- Hey, apparently they've
1: decided now is the good time to make chocolate chip cookies.
3: Ooh.
0: So they're bro.
1: all in the kitchen making a pan of chocolate chip cookies. Hey,
0: at least that gives you something to look forward to. There there's no
1: way there's going to be any chocolate chip cookies left when we get done with this podcast. Uh,
2: Dad text. There's four of them. It doesn't stop you from going to go get a drink in the middle of the podcast. Get up and go get you a cookie. Snag a
0: cookie. Yeah, you got to pay the dad tax. I I mean, it's like the dogs. You got to pay the (laughs) tax to the dogs whenever you... Yeah, there
1: was a a bacon tax. We did brunch at my house yesterday. And uh, somebody was walking across the middle of the kitchen and Tiger was right there. Like, hey, uh, you're in my kitchen and you got a whole strip of bacon in your hand. I'm entitled to at least 27% of that piece of bacon.
0: Right. You got to pay the bacon tax, you know, that yeah. just is what it is. Um, before we move away from football, uh, Aaron and Chad, you guys kind of all that you already kind of had your thoughts on on uh, this topic, but feel free to chime in even more here. But, uh, Ryan, were you able to see the indoor practice facility renderings and hear about the uh, the grab breaking date? It's coming on May 23rd. And I tell you what, it is unbelievable. And like 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 you were saying, Chad, it, it completely exceeded my expectations in an extremely good way. Uh, Ryan, I want to hear your thoughts on the new IPF renderings and uh, just the whole thing all together. It, it looks amazing.
3: Yeah, it looks unbelievable. I'm super excited for the players, the students on campus that get to go – like be around that it it looks it fits perfectly right in there in that little that little nook I think it's gonna it looks awesome I can't wait to see it hell of a job by Cunningham by all the people um in athletics that's getting this going and getting it going um getting looking like this I mean that is just phenomenal and that you know that's that's good for the university. That's just not good for football. Like that's right. that's gonna get people that want to. More kids are gonna want to come to UC. More kids are gonna want to bring money to this university. I, I think it's they knocked it out of the park because I dude I can't tell you how many times I'd walk because I lived um, on Jefferson's. So you had to walk down past the bubble um, every single like whether I was going to class, whether I was going to football, leaving practice, leaving class, I was walking past that eyesore every single day. And, like, if I could have this just right there at my disposal, I would be – it would have made, like, my amazing experience even more amazing. So I'm super stoked for the guys, and I just can't wait to go check it out once it gets finished. But hell of a job by Cunningham and the athletics crew. Well, I know you're an engineering guy, not necessarily an architect guy, Ryan, but
2: how well did they use this space? Like they utilized every inch of this space for
3: this facility. Yeah, it looks like it. Cause when I was, when you, when you look at kind of the area, it's like, damn, that is, you could barely fit a football field in there. Kind of how that was laid out. Um, So I was a little concerned. I was like, concerning here is how they were going to, you know, build this whole facility kind of into that little area. So I, I'd love to be able to see like the whole layout, like the drawing layouts to be able to really comprehend like the true size and like reality of what they're doing here. Cause you only get so many angles, but it is impressive. Um, it Um I mean, it, it almost looks like it's like uh, the football field where the bubble used to be. And then they might've like added either two thirds of a patch to the on the side of that as well, maybe, so they might yeah. be taken out more than I thought. But I mean, there's all there really is over there is two academic buildings and then the baseball stadium. Then it's just like a bunch of freaking concrete leading up to fifth third. So, right. I mean, it's just not, not. It wasn't really being used. So, I I think it's great. I'm I'm pumped.
0: Yeah, for me, it's it's location where like that is a statement, like you said, not oh, only yeah. for the, for the football program, but for the, for the entire university.
3: It's right like, in the middle. It's literally in the middle of so campus. My yeah. understanding
1: is like the windows right here are all down Jefferson Avenue. And yeah. then um, the windows to the right of your screen are all down Jefferson Avenue. And then to the left, the baseball stadium is on the other side Yeah, of that, that wall. So this would be the walkway in between the baseball stadium and the performance facility. Yep. So. And then you see. kind of Daniels. trying to get some context, and that's yeah. Jefferson. Yep. Right there.
3: That's, that's the old stomping grounds. And then compared to
1: what it used to look like when you the bubble was up, it's a little bit of an upgrade.
3: <laughs> oh yeah, and you got Dirty Daniels pointing right at those windows right in front of us. <laughs> Remember
1: when they used to complain? The professors and Daniels are complaining because the music was too loud at 9 o'clock oh, no, in it the was, morning. It, was,
3: it was the AA uh, CRC. Um, and this is was, essentially... Is that, because like, actually, I understand, because we were... That building is literally 10 yards from the field.
1: The, the ones that Daniels used <laughs> to complain to. And it was... I mean, professors or, or students? Bumping. I think staff. And then this is, I think... Essentially right where the Bearcat statue used to be. This is what it will look like from outside of Fifth Third Arena. Yeah. The main entrance to Fifth Third Arena. That's what it will look like. A little bit of a, a different look. They should have done this 15 years ago. Or, what you know, whatever. When they decided to do the practice field and the bubble and all that. But they didn't clearly didn't have the funding to do something to this scale at that point in time but it is going to be an outstanding I've never
3: I, like I've never on straight aesthetic and outside I I've, I've never seen a facility like this and I The only ever, one
1: I mean Northwestern is yeah, unbelievable yeah, you're right. right on the that, lake that, like that it's that phenomenal That probably
3: beats this one just by location but but it looks amazing it looks now amazing. what they do inside with it is going to be where the yeah. real cool stuff mm-hmm. and yeah. potential. So I'm, we'll see what they do. Nutrition, the weight room's going to be nuts. I know that. Yeah. I'm, I, what, uh, the big question mark for me is what kind of like nutrition lifestyle kind of like lounge hangout areas they do. That's my big question mark. Cause I know they're going to do well, the it looks great. The field's going to be great. The weight room's going to be nuts. My big, let's see. What's, what's the like, hangout area like? Yeah, what? Where? What kind of food? What? What's the food? Because that, dude, I tell you, that was like one of the, like, I don't want to like sound ungrateful, but the, the dining that was provided was, v- not up. Like Coach Fickle would beat the drum on that so hard, we could never, we can never get it done. Um, so. I'm I'm thinking that that's gonna they're gonna do some sort of exquisite dining in there. I'm hoping for the guys because you know it's so crucial. Hopefully it's not Airmark. Right? Yeah. I'm just gonna say it. Man, I, I they hey, the staff was always great. They they, try. they, always, they the tried they great, great. tried just the food, but you can't if you if you're cooking shit, shit's gonna taste like shit, you know. Right. And you could try so hard. You could be Gordon Ramsay and it's still gonna taste terrible. But I uh, don't want to knock the staff. The staff is all awesome. We we love them. They loved us. But they would just had to serve us bad food. So I'm excited. I, I can't wait. You know, it's it's going to be so good for the university. So good for all, yeah. all athletics and, I hope and really good for football. for
2: me. It's going to be a lot
1: ni- nicer watching practice there than in that <laughs> dusty, dingy, oh God, stinky dude. bubble.
2: Yeah. <laughs> It's not going to smell like a New York taxi, you mean?
3: <laughs> it's depressing, dude. I can't t- I can't even begin to tell you the depression that that place would bring. And were it's you like, around
1: when the when the Gatorade went bad and the the sewage drains? Uh-huh. Yep. That I was, was I mean
3: literally you walked in there and you were just like hmm? I couldn't <laughs> believe it. But at that point you're just like it's just part of the freaking process. Well, but that right? was
1: you guys were like that was the practices going into the playoff like it was the it was the the three weeks leading into playing in the college football playoff people were ascending on coming to cincinnati to get this story and they walked in the bubble every day for practice and literally your first response is <laughs>
3: <laughs> i mean it didn't catch us by surprise Chad, I'm somebody dying here jesus our first like our first off-season experience as freshmen like after our first year the winter yeah. literally we're in the bubble workout started the weight six. rooms in there the weight rooms in the bubble and yeah. you could see your breath the bars you'd go to pick up the bar and it would be so cold your your skin would stick to it and <laughs> and you would you fucking you do that at you do that all winter and then then in summer it would be so freaking hot you're ready degrees. to you're ready to pass out and then, then spring ball, it's like a sauna with the damp, the, the light. The thing about it is, it's always the same lighting, like it's always yeah. that like dingy ass LED yellow. Light. Yeah. yeah, and so it's just like by by your four, fourth, fifth year in that bubble, you're, you're pretty sick. Like here. this, could, this is what the bubble looked like. Yeah, this, was, this is the epitome of the yes. bubble. Yeah, by and going through all that, you're like, yeah, you could smell like a skunk got. A skunk killed itself in here, and we went. This does not look
2: like that. This this no. does not look yellow.
3: Hey, I'll, I'll, I don't see any hanging lights that look like they're gonna fall off the damn ceiling <laughs> and kill you during a windstorm. So I think the guys are gonna be good.
0: In a real uh, a real field goal post to actually kick through instead yeah, for of that boy
3: Bryce Burton. that that that's hanging the net thing. one. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh um, boy. I mean it's 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 beautiful. And it is uh like like you said, Chad, it's it, it's not really necessarily catching up with everyone else, but in a sense it kind of is. Um a lot of the P5 programs have something similar to this. And you know, it Cunningham mentioned it in the in the write-up about it, just just the fact that this is what you know you need to have at that Big 12 level. And they they did what what was needed to make it happen and and it's happening it's beautiful.
1: Is the roof high enough for the kickers and punters? They can go outside. Be <laughs>
0: fine. There They'll we go. Be fine. <laughs> there we go. But it's well, uh, it'll be
1: talk enough. Yeah, it'll be talking. You can talk. You'll be able to talk in there. The punters will be able to talk.
0: If you win. <laughs> uh shout of course to the to the Shakley family. Um, they have.
1: <laughs> That's his fault for making the mistake, Aaron.
0: What? The, the talk enough?
1: A little, tight, little typo for T-Win. Ah. Give him a hard yeah. time.
0: It, it works out. But, yeah, it's beautiful. And they did a great job on it. And now it's just time to execute the plan, if you will. But, uh, it, right, it, especially, especially, Aaron, you mentioned the fact that, like, it's, it's a big architecture school, you know. Like, all of the buildings are awesome around campus. This just adds to the allure of the campus itself.
3: That DAP, man, DAP is incredibly impressive. I mean, we got so many smart, creative, talented students there, the great professors. Um, If you guys ever get a chance to swing by their, like, end-of-the-year shows, dude, it's some really, really cool, impressive stuff. They do great, great work. And so that, like, the fingerprints of that dynasty is all over the university, so... Mm -hmm. I, that has nothing know. to do
1: the endorsement, has nothing to do with you having a DAP degree, right?
3: No, mine's mine's not DAP, man. Oh, That's really? CIAS, College of Engineering and Applied Science, baby. Hey, baby. Our building is one of the ugliest on campus, next to the <laughs> cross, the Crossley Tower. Um, it looks like a. it was designed after a car engine. It looks like what was that? You know, that movie, uh, the robot Disney movie where all the they, they, do you know what I'm talking about? What it's Iron like a, Giant? It's an, no, it's like the, the every character is like a robot, and it was like the evil guys, like the big fat. Wally? No, let's say <laughs> oh. somebody help me out here. Short, short circuit
2: with number Johnny Five.
3: It's like they're all they look. Johnny like Five is alive. <laughs> let's it's go. Like, I don't even know what it's called. Man. They ride around in like a. Hi, <laughs> wall no, it's not Wally. Give me, hold on.
0: I mean, Wally was a great movie. Wait, is
3: it? Is it I'm, just, I'm glad is you it caught the robot. Oh, it's I Robots. It, yeah. You're, you're it's the, the only robots. one. That's called <laughs> it robots is what it's called. It looks there, like it was again by the robots design team from Disney or whatever. Okay. Okay.
2: The three short circuit movies were always on Fox in the early 90s. Like, every Saturday, there was a short
0: circuit movie on. <laughs> I'll tell you what, Wally is a tearjerker. That's a that's a good movie. That's, a, right? that's an emotional movie, Wally. It really is. It really is. But, uh, yeah, uh, I, I mean, speaking of tearjerker, I saw that that post by, by Go cast come up, and I said, wow, a little dusty in here. They did it. They finally did it. But uh, <laughs> it's beautiful. So that is that is talking ipf and talking <laughs> ipf we did um
2: Ooh, ryan there's there's some disagreement here in the chat the engineering building is epic with
3: everyone uh, has, has an excellent opinion. architectural statement i my my taste is I don't, new engineer build, I don't like i don't want buildings looking like like object like i think i don't know i i I like more than some the, like say older, the, the some say the indoor practice facility looks like a caterpillar. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well,
0: it's gonna turn that I'm team into a butterfly, Chad. They go in <laughs> I'm there, not a they fan cocoon. Of
3: looking like objects, but that's just my taste. Yeah.
0: <laughs> go into the going to the cocoon, get to work. Caterpillar turns into a butterfly. Dominate on Saturdays. How about that? There you go. Full circle. Lock and load. I'm such a nerd. Dean Yes, you did miss Dan Simon. Um, all right, let's go ahead and time stamp this. We'll roll into basketball and then we'll hop in that mailbag. How about that?
1: You're not the boss of me. I guess I'm not. Quick Paper sub- Supply provides mostly disposable restaurant supplies for products like to-go containers, cups, pizza boxes, to-go bags, can liners, napkins, etc. They've been open since 2009. They're one of the largest minority-owned companies in the city. They provide a wide-ranging uh, <clears throat> product covering uh food service, like we said, to go containers, cups, custom brand products, eco friendly, much more. They also have cleaning and restaurant supplies for all your janitorial needs. Call Nick 513 470 2029 and reference Bearcats for 20% off your per- first month of purchases.
0: Boom, baby! Uh, I guess it's the last BBP. And do you have any? Wait, I, I do actually. I wanted, I wanted to throw this
2: before we go any further, because this is just it was the it. weirdest thing for me. Oh. Sauce was on the cover of Sports Illustrated this week. And yeah. this picture is creepy as shit.
1: <laughs> his, his hands are just covered in chocolate sauce? I
2: think it's barbecue sauce. It's probably his it secret looks, It's just strange. I, I feel like you could have, like, I don't know, done something to emulate the sauce maybe a chef hat I don't know it's just strange it it looks really weird compared to all of the other Bearcats that have been on the cover of Sports Illustrated this one is is very weird
0: weirder than Danny Fortson shirtless with a map on them yes okay okay fair
2: it's it I don't I mean
1: I don't think it's I mean I, I don't know I don't really care it's got his face on it
0: that's kind of the key oh yeah I I mean that's just the further takeover of one sauce gardener i feel like you could have had like a wing uh, of
2: some sort to make it not look so strange uh fake john goble says it looks murdery um rachel said it looked like something completely different that i don't want to get into um but but it, it's uh it's a
0: weird picture
2: it's a weird picture
0: yeah i don't think it's that weird Sauce Gardener, baby, on the cover of Sports Illustrated. The okay. sweetest thing is that what that says: the sweetest life of sweet life, the of. sweet life of Sauce Gardener. Ah, a little play on words, sweet life of Zach the and chocolate Kermit. sauce. Ryan's it just, favorite.
1: It just looks like he dipped his hand in a chocolate fountain. Chocolate sauce. Yeah, I
0: think it's, it's sauce yeah. sauce.
2: It's 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 his it's, it's wing sauce. sauce, not chocolate sauce.
1: They're not using soft sauce, like they're not. They don't. BW threes ain't paying Sports Illustrated.
2: I mean, everyone knows though. It's wing sauce. It's not chocolate sauce. It's wing sauce.
0: It's whatever he sure. put in his not, little. Yeah. It's it's whatever he puts that's, in his ice sauce. That's like. what the
1: thing should have been centered around was the bottle of sauce.
0: Yeah, like maybe him like pouring out the small sauce. Yeah, a little sauce you know, coming the, out the of the Jets that.
2: made sure that that was not a thing. The Jets logo is is prime and center there.
0: Yeah. True. True. Um but yeah, that's that's everybody awesome. agrees
1: it's got murder vibes. It looks like a like a Dexter promo.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, that's uh Is that recent
1: enough for you guys? Do you guys get Dexter?
0: Dexter I do get. It's just it's weird.
2: Dexter I, do I agree get. though. It should have been if you had even if you had the chain maybe it's less weird. Or if he's like pouring like has the the bottle like pouring right. into his hand, and even if he yeah. has his hand as covered as it is. It would make more sense to me, but this is
0: not that. <laughs> My boy Sauce. Good guy. And that's that's talking Sauce gardener. We're going to probably do it every single week. <laughs> <on DVD. laughs> because there will be something to talk about every week about Sauce gardener, So <laughs>
2: Ryan exited stage right. He's like, well, it's egg 30, so I'm out of here. <laughs> I, I ate his liver
1: with some fava beans and a nice Yanti. I'm here, man.
0: I'm filling up my water. <laughs> we know how it is. Hey, boy. All right, all right, all right, all right. They missed two. the Silence of the
1: Lambs reference, too.
0: Fair Can't Kids. win them all. Kids. Well, uh, since we last spoke on the BBP, Sauce Garner did find himself on the cover of Sports Illustrated. Um, take it as you will. Can we get to basketball? I thought this was going to be a short show. We're I said
1: an 20 minutes, and we haven't started basketball
0: I said also Mike Adams-Woods entered the portal opening up another spot on the roster, scholarship spot. He committed to St. Bonaventure. The Bonneys got got a retweet from one Adrian Wojanowski on his commitment there. Um, Obviously, there's connections with Adrian to St. Bonaventure, but uh, outside of that, uh, gets to go play with his, his Syracuse hometown buddy, Charles Pride from Bryant. Uh, I think it's a pretty good landing spot for Micah Adams-Woods. Tip of the cap to everything he did for the Bearcats, and best of luck to him. Anything on the whole Micah saga, if you will? Guys, you kind of touched on it for the most part, Chad. Yeah, I mean, I've given my
1: thoughts. I've said a lot on the board. I think there's a lot of promises being thrown around that places have no intention of keeping um i'll keep it at that there was a great article on the football side of what i'm talking about uh, yeah. in the athletic uh mm-hmm. but ultimately i think you're right i think micah found a really good spot right for his final season of college basketball and mm-hmm. uh he was a good dude he gave four great years to the university and i wish him well
0: okay. Aaron, and nothing
2: else I mean, I I actually, I don't know that I've really got to talk too much about it at this point. Um, But I think the kid got got. um, And that's unfortunate. But uh, I was stunned. I I did not expect him to enter the portal uh, when he did. I did not expect him to leave UC at any point. I did not expect him to go to St. Bonnie's when he did. And these are the perils of entering the portal or... Uh listening to people that are not your your coach who is in charge of you at the point in time. Uh, and, and that's kind of how that goes. You know, you have those conversations and you, you get to know what your coach who is in charge of you is telling mm-hmm. you. And you have to decide as a grown ass man, if you're going to listen to him or not. And I'm not saying one way or the other that he wasn't listening to Wes Miller, but it's just a matter of how much you trust your coach. And uh, it sounds like he was listening to other people and so it went.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that's that. Um, I, I do think St. Bonaventure is a good landing spot, A-10. It's good basketball being played in that league. Um, then uh, it's it's the ability to to also, you know, get, get a little closer to home and uh, finish up the college career there. And then you just keep going, going from that. And uh, aside from that, it does open up a spot, which then now leads to the uh, discussion of the – the most talked about picture taken in in the Bearcat world since the uh, the the shoes of one Luke Fickle next to a private jet, if you will, would be that of uh, Aziz Bendago at CVG, uh, finishing up a visit to the Bearcats. And uh, you know what? It's it seems like that's a it's a a ongoing recruitment obviously uh there's there's some obstacles if you will for the the two transfer under undergraduate players uh so something to continue to watch out for there but um seems as if it's uh it's it's a recruitment that the Bearcats are fully in the thick of um and anything Aaron or, or Chad or Ryan on on the the Aziz picture and and everything that has happened since
2: I i have been not on Twitter a ton of late. I didn't know there was even a picture.
0: That's where um, I'm at. Okay, it was on on the board, and and uh, and then it was mentioned that he was at CVG. Chad has has currently logged off. Probably probably checking. He's probably going to get that that cookie. You know, making the 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 educated move of of going to snag a chocolate chip cookie before all the chocolate chip cookies are gone. So uh, I don't out. know the Keep one thing for that one thing that still concerns me with Aziz is, even if he does end up here,
2: um, you still don't know if either he or, um, uh, what's what's the other for, uh, forward center that came in? We, we just don't know if either of them are going to be available this this year, if they're going to be granted the um, eligibility right away. Thank you, Reynolds.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So you know, Jamil Reynolds fits into right. that as well. And, and, you know, it's, we, we've mentioned on a previous BVP where it's uh the, the main thought of that is, you know, with the amount of players that actually fit that criteria is lower than truly anticipated. So the NCAA could make their first big statement by slowing or, or, or halting this sort of a transfer. So um, that, that'd be something to track there. But Chad. Sorry, there was an
3: outburst in the kitchen.
0: I have not been listening.
2: Did they screw up you, the cookies? Did you eat a cookie?
1: No, there's, they already ate the first tray of cookies, and wow. now there's a second tray of cookies being made. Incredible. Um, yeah.
0: <laughs> Incredible.
1: And then there was uh, orange juice spit all over the floor because one made the other one laugh, and then there was a puppy trying to lick up orange juice off the floor. Ooh. It's chaos on the other. There's legitimate chaos on the other side of this wall. Okay. Uh, Aziz. Are we talking about Aziz now? Yeah, I so said the
0: uh, the picture heard around the Bearcat world since, yeah. since uh, Luke Fickle's two shoes in front of a <laughs> private jet.
1: Um, um, he was here. Uh, to my understanding, at this moment, he is not taking trips anywhere else uh before thursday and that's important because thursday begins another dead period where there's no visits for the next 10 days um the only other schools i've heard is is somewhat involved are illinois and michigan and i don't get a lot of sense that there's a lot of jews there i have heard there are others sniffing around so we'll see if Anybody else can make a a late push. Um, Mm -hmm. Ultimately, I think by the end of the week, we should know one way or the other if it's going to be Cincinnati or this thing is going to play out for a while longer. Because honestly, I just, I don't know if he's going to go somewhere else. Like it's going to have to, the the, the wheels are going to have to go in motion fast. The difficult part is, this is a quiet kid that doesn't, broadcast his life on the internet. And so it's hard to get, you know, all sides of the story. It's hard to get all of the information. Um, So I'm, I'm working on it. And uh, from all indication, the visit went well, everything is, uh, is good on that end. We'll just see if, if, you know, the I think the waiver is probably you're taking a giant risk if you have Aziz and Jamil Reynolds and neither of them get a waiver. Right. I think you feel incredible about where you're at your first year in the Big 12 if both get a waiver. Yeah, for sure. If you don't have if you get one of them, you still feel really good.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. If you can't get either. Eh, then you are insanely thin on the front court.
2: Up Shits Creek.
1: Yeah. So um that's something that the coaching staff has to kind of talk through and work through and, and figure out if it's yeah, you know, if it's the right path to take. So right. we'll see. Um I, I'm not anticipating anything right away. This is clearly not a kid that uh is is making rash decisions and making waves and um, you know nobody had it until our investigative reporter on Bearcat Journal got a picture at the airport and then all of a sudden that started popping up around the internet which just it, it, it tells you once again everybody's looking at Bearcat Journal like if they're looking for USC information they're looking at us and yeah that got out fast
0: oh it did yeah
1: in terms of when it showed up, because I believe, I think I saw Matt like the the guy that took the picture was was messaging with with the new hot Twitter account for the transfer portal, Trilly Donovan, which um, is wild.
0: I yeah. want to know who he is. <laughs> Did
1: you see the 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 everybody was or there's somebody was uh, chatting to Marshall. He was there when Billy Donovan was
0: there. Yeah, it might be your burner. It might be. You know, I don't I,
1: care enough about the transfer portal. It, it wouldn't be half
0: bad of a burner. I mean, it like, be, yeah. like people are like, like legit people are following this handle because he has been pretty, pretty damn accurate on a lot I, of things.
1: I could probably like run an account like that given the some of the sources I have, but I don't have the smaller. You know, I right. the network isn't isn't that large.
0: It it, uh, it is just funny to to see. I mean, obviously, it's a burner. Obviously, there's no like true way for us to track who it is, but
1: right. I like, I would, I would love to have known if I was able to be out on the road this spring, mm-hmm. what the rumors look like on who it is.
0: Yeah, right, right. So, like
1: what everybody was talking about because I'm sure everybody's talking about it. The guy's been pretty, pretty spot on.
0: Yeah, I agree. So, That's uh, obviously a a recruitment to track and one that that I think if you, in the current day and age of this two-time transfer thing undergraduate, if if there's a poster child for the guy who did it the right way seemingly up to this point, it would be Aziz Bandaka. So hopefully if if something happens, then all that legwork leading up to it is – Nothing but a positive way out. So um, yeah. another thing was was Jarrett Hensley committing to Southern Illinois. Uh, I, I think a good landing spot for Jarrett well. too. Yeah, yeah. So
1: it's a basketball program that that has won a lot of games. How so- many Ooh. years of eligibility for Aziz? I
0: think two, two, I believe.
1: Yeah, right. I think
0: two. I mean that the uh, the football transfer that just came in. I, I I've already Dion uh, Hunter. He yeah. list, listed as a retro junior, but yeah, he says he's got three years of eligibility remaining. If that tells you anything you need to know about how wild it is until we hit 2025, 26 So, um, yeah. something to continue to watch. The uh, next is Tyler McKinley drops his top seven Alabama, Cincinnati, Michigan State, Ohio State, Tennessee, Virginia Tech, and the misspelled Xavier. Uh, he X D A V I E R. Uh, yeah, something like that. Uh you no, know, there it, it's McKinley's name's been linked to Cincinnati ever since I remembered hearing the name Tyler McKinley. So um not too crazy to to obviously land in this top seven. Uh he did have a good quote just talking about, you know, hometown kid, um, you know, talking to the staff a lot, his relationship with Wes Miller and things yeah. of that sort. Um Top seven release for Tyler McKinley. Obviously a huge, huge target in that class. Anything more on that recruitment or kind of just the same as it's been? Nothing's really new
1: at this point. Um, There's been some rumors that will be interesting. There's been some rumors he might come back to Cincinnati for his senior year. Uh, If that happens, I think it would be obviously outstanding news for UC. Yeah, Um, He's got great relationships at UC. He's close with uh Ravon, he's close with with Wes, he's close with staff. So, you know, I, I still think I have a hard time seeing him going far away. Yeah. Um, how far, I guess, becomes the question. Like, right. Is Columbus still close? Yeah. Michigan, Michigan State. I've heard Izzo's done a pretty good job with him, but yeah. East Lansing's not exactly, you know, hop in the car and you know head up for a game and be home by 11 o'clock at night right. so I think he stays close to home you see Xavier Ohio State I think the three that make the most sense but it's early uh it'll be interesting to see he's talked about in the past wanting to get it done before that November signing period um that uh, we'll see like that that's that seems to be where it's tracking right and I still think Cincinnati's in a really good spot but again gotta close and and we'll see what kind of July he has too
0: yeah and and Jason Richardson also another name that staff has been recruiting yeah. mentioned you know tweets Adam mentions and say hey, where are you going bro and or, no, he said where are we going so um, yeah. I you know that's a, it's another name the staff is in on obviously Jason Richardson's son so uh something to to Continue to track the concern there would be Michigan we're State, J- yeah,
1: where did Jay Rich go? Michigan State, yeah, that would be the concern, and uh, Izzo seeing that, yeah, yeah.
0: But, um, from everything I've heard ever since tracking him when his name first popped up, since now he's always been actively going after, especially West. Yeah. So, yeah. something to track. Sure. Uh, one last thing, uh, basketball wise, or two things, real quick, Landers Dolly. Had himself a nice weekend at the uh, G League Elite Camp, preparing for the NBA Draft. Um, he was just lighting. He was on fire from three. Uh, Look, during he can shoot. He can shoot during during a uh, three point shoot up challenge, maybe, or this might have been throughout the entire time. He hit twenty. Wasn't in games. It was it was right. like a
1: like a drill, like a station type deal.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Led led everyone there, hitting twenty two of 25 threes. I mean, six foot seven, good length, hitting that many threes, you're gonna get a couple of NBA teams to really, really give yeah. you a hard look. So, that great is correct. See. Yes. <laughs> yes.
1: Aaron got that one too.
0: Resounding yes. Um, last thing, nasty natty, returning to action. Uh, good to see. Hopefully, a strong. We'll be group. good to have Trey. Rocking with those guys this year. Oh yeah, oh I Playing see. in Cincinnati, by the way. Yeah, yeah, just like they did last year. But kind of. You know, I
1: we'll uh, have them back on again
2: soon. And then I've uh,
1: already I've already talked to Kevin. So cool. Those guys cool. will be on again here shortly. Love
2: it. So I I guess they're going to be playing in Norwood.
1: Yeah, from my own. or Saint Bernard, depending on. <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: Saint Bernard's taxes suck. I can.
1: The people from Norwood don't want to be associated. They, they they don't like that. So. We'll just move it around. Yeah, Evanston, Saint Bernard, Norwood.
0: There we go, there we go. But yeah, hopefully uh, another fun thing to track during the off season, and you know, get that crew together, see what they can do. I know there's been a lot of other guys that weren't really listed on there that have mentioned they want to play too. I mean, it'd be wild to see a Lance Stevenson out there. Uh, who, who if those guys were going to play, they
1: would be on the roster.
0: I know, I I know. I just think it's funny to see some some names get thought. Don't out of them. give
1: Ed. Any wild ideas? Ed is the one that's tweeting at SK Gary, Gary
0: and Lance
1: and, and Lance every day. Don't give Ed <laughs> any more juice than he already. I won't
0: did. give him any more fuel. That that <laughs> yeah, that car is yeah. already a locomotive. But uh,
2: he also only listens to like five minutes of the show and then bounces every he episode. Bounces.
0: Yeah, so. he's just here to,
1: to comment, like when the show starts to, and
2: to, to troll. troll, and then
0: he's he, just he here bounces. so he doesn't get fined. Um, all right. Real quick. it don't work for me. I ain't finding them. <laughs> Real quick, we will uh, time stamp this he exited one. exited we'll, the
1: affiliate program.
0: Exit, exit stage left, right? Anything more uh, on the national no, side of things? Go.
1: Quick Paper Supply, your local and family-owned restaurant supply company for all your non-food products. They service over 150 restaurants with weekly low-minimum next-day deliveries, providing a wide range of food service products from to-go containers, cups, custom-printed products eco-friendly and much more they also have cleaning and restroom supplies for all your janitorial needs call nick 513-470-2029 and reference bearcats for 20 percent off your first month of purchases yes there we go yes yes what is that from brent do you know uh
0: my, my guess would be wrestling no okay
1: it was an old Saturday Night Live skit where they would uh be mimicking Johnny Carson and Ed McMahon.
2: Okay. R.I.P. And Ed
1: McMahon always agreed with everything Johnny said. <laughs> so they'd have I think Dana Carvey played Johnny Carson in those. I think that's right. And then Phil Hartman played Ed McMahon. Yeah, it was it, and, it was
2: definitely Phil Hartman. Yeah, which, which so Johnny own. Carson, Carson so. would
1: say something, and then yeah. Ed McMahon. Yes, yeah. yeah. Phil Hartman was Ed McMahon for sure. I just wasn't. Sure. I think it was Dana Carvey that played Johnny Carson. Make yes, sense. Johnny. Yes, like it was always over exaggerating those very very funny skits. Yes. Look them up. You'll enjoy it.
0: Okay, I will. Yes. <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> All right. Mailbag here. Yep. Mailbag. Let's do it. All right. Mailbag was kind of light. I'm going to refresh and it's going to slow my computer down because that's what happens when I refresh three pages at once. You are correct, sir. (laughs) Uh, But starting at the top, uh, what are or what were some of the IPF scope changes the new coaching regime asked for? That's the first question out of the football portion of the mailbag.
1: I have no idea. I have not been well, privy, to and I think we can get
2: the next time we have you know Nico on or something of that sort. I think we can get to some of those of questions where to find out what on. Yeah. any of those guys. I mean, we we don't we don't ever get privy to John on this show. I'm saying here on this show we can ask, uh, but but John John's usually on the
3: other. I'll one. say
0: Nico may be requested for a cooler full of uh, Celsius, just nonstop full of Celsius. Right, Aaron?
2: Yeah. 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 That's Great place. That's, that's his go-to. Terrible. Grape it's terrible. Great. Everything is terrible. Beautiful. Um right now, which team do you believe will have the higher win percentage for their next upcoming season? Football or men's basketball? Sure. I think there's a we still don't Still don't know what we have Ooh. with the basketball roster right I mean we gotta see what exemptions are with with like uplifted or held through like we, we don't know what we have an idea of what the roster looks like but we don't know if they're going to let them play
0: that's, a, that's an interesting one um let's see here so like take take the big 12 for example last year like The let's say West Virginia, right? They were 19 and 15, so that win percentage roughly would be like going seven and five in the regular season, uh, for football. So it's about 56 percent, yeah. So I don't know,
2: Ryan. What do you think? Seven of 12 would be 58 percent.
3: I think basketball is gonna
0: have a higher percentage. Yeah, I'm kind of there with them. Um, obviously, uh, you know it'll be if they can get things rolling in the out of conference. You can you can stack wins in the non conference, and then just get some good wins here and there in the uh, in the Big Twelve play, and then all of a sudden you're you're right there win percentage wise higher, where there's not as much room for you know error on the football side of things.
2: John, I think we're all with you. If we get Aziz, we like the Hoops roster, and I think we're all there with you. But it's, again, if Jameel Reynolds and Aziz are eligible immediately or not. You know what my kitchen smells like?
1: Burnt chocolate chip cookies. Burnt hey, like hey. li- li- No. Those things are going to be hockey pucks in, like, three minutes. You just better eat them. I told him you better eat them now because they're not going to be edible. The minute that air cools them off, any at all.
2: They do know that dogs can't have chocolate, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. All right, I know that there was an orange juice incident. I just wanted to make sure there was not a chocolate.
1: The orange incident. juice got cleaned up, uh, but yeah, there was a spit <laughs> tank. It's going to
2: be a long night. <laughs> Name two things on offense and two things on defense that would have to happen in order for the Bearcats to go 9-3. and thre- Nine and three, or is there just no scenario whatsoever that nine and three can happen this year? Ryan, what you got?
3: Uh, Emery Jones have to throw for 3,800 and rush for 800. Um, and the running backs will have to combine for 1,200 yards rushing.
0: Okay,
1: I mean, that's like 7,000 yards off. I
3: know, (laughs) I know it is. I think that might do it. I think that might do (laughs) it. Big 12.
1: <laughs> Look, as we talked about, there's just so many coin flip games. Like, I don't know. I'll tell you this. I know in 2018, you couldn't have paid me $500 to bet over nine wins, nine and a half wins. Like, you couldn't yeah. have like, here's a $1,000. Go bet nine over nine and a half.
3: And I would have been like, I can't do that to your money. <laughs> and you guys won 11. So. I, uh, yeah. I knew we were going to be a lot better. I was surprised. I, I thought you were going to be better, too, and I was but... like, I, Once the season started, I was like, oh, yeah, we could win
1: a lot of games. Yeah. But you don't get that luxury. You have to make the bet
3: before the season starts. Yeah, I know. I know. That was I the Ohio State over... year, right? Uh, Yes. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and even after the Ohio State game, I was not convinced.
3: Wait. Was it?
1: Or was that? Yeah. UCLA and Ohio State were the non-con games that year. You guys just weren't ready for Ohio State yet. like No. no.
3: We also didn't – we literally didn't do ourselves any favors that game.
1: Too. I don't think the head coach handled playing his alma mater very well either. And I think he'd tell you that. Like, I don't think that's yeah, me speaking out of turn, saying something that, like –
2: Not an empty shot.
1: Right. Like, Luke Luke would say, I should have handled that better.
3: Yeah, he was very off. He didn't. He just was kind of like on game day. Didn't say anything really. He was kind of just in his own little world. It seemed like. Yeah. I Compared mean, I, his normal self.
0: I do wonder what happened to the to, to the Ohio State tattoo on his calf. What it, what what it's been turned into? Who knows? But uh, I think the two things. Create turnovers on defense, limit turnovers on offense. I think that is like crucial for this first year um, because that's any team can go from mediocre to good when you're winning a turn tur- the turnover battle. Uh, I I do think offensively, Emery Jones needs to be playing at a high high level um, that that then has a lot to do with the offensive line uh, and then defensively, just kind of be the rock, just force turnovers and be the. Uh, be the, the dominant, potentially dominant uh, veteran-laden group that, uh, that's, that's being assembled. So we'll see.
2: All right. Uh, what's the deal with 2024 recruiting? Ohio State has always gotten what they've wanted out of Ohio, but now they are accepting commitments from three-star prospects when usually – they were just going after the top 10-ish four-star prospects. Now Michigan seems to be making Ohio a priority again and eating our lunch. In the Is the 2024 Ohio class just really strong this year? Usually our bread and butter was battling Kentucky for the top 10 to 30 kids in Ohio, but now the competition seems much stiffer and we're battling for the top 20 to 40 kids. Well, I'll tell you this much, Michigan beating Ohio State doesn't hurt their recruiting in Ohio.
3: Yeah. Um, uh, we were talking about this. One twenty-four Ohio <laughs> recruiting. I mean, I feel like that doesn't really concern on us. You know, it's basically just Michigan and Ohio State flipping spots, almost. In terms of that, is that what he's trying to get at? I don't know. I mean,
2: I I guess sorry um
1: i think what what is being talked about is generally ohio state has not been recruiting out of like the top seven in ohio like they take the whatever their pick of the top kids happens to be they take them and then they keep it moving and recruit nationally they have been a little bit more open in this class um To recruit outside of that window. I'm curious to see. There's a chance. It's it's potentially a couple of things. One. um, There's not the, the number of guys at the top of this class in Ohio. That are normally there for them to just take. And then Michigan is coming in and winning a couple of those battles as well. So you wonder are they having to kind of fill I, i'm guessing they basically have like a number in ohio that they want to hit so that they can keep those those ties the pipeline um, the pipeline kind of rolling um are they are they just not able to you know is the top 7 either a not good enough or b they're losing a couple of those guys so they're having to go a little farther down their list in ohio the other question i wonder And and this is just me talking out loud. There is not really a great scouting presence in Ohio right now in terms of like somebody working for one of rivals or 24-7 or on three or whatever maybe that has like Bill Green was kind of always that guy and Bill's kind of out of the game now. He's in, you know, kind of retirement. He's still doing some work for an independent site, but like nobody's really stepped into that void. And what is the impact of not having that guy in the room that knows every kid in Ohio? Like I, you know, three, four years ago, I used to be able to call Bill. Like I, I did it with Multiple, multiple guys that Pick recruited, and and not necessarily even the local Cincinnati guys, but some of the guys that were from out around the state that I didn't um, that I didn't know as well. And he would be straight up with me, like this kid, he's underrated. Like he needs to be three, you know, three points higher than what he is right now. This kid's four points too high. Like we have him as an eighty-eight. I think he's probably an eighty-five or an eighty-four, or whatever the case may be. So I wonder how much impact that has not having that one guy that is able to kind of set the tone for the state in terms of what goes out publicly, because that could also mean that the scouting sites are just not, not as on top of things as they should be when it comes to rating Ohio. So I find that I always find that part of it, like the, the back end stuff that really only like, you know, the publishers and the people that work in the network kind of understand. Like Mick is Mick is doing a great job working towards that where he's he wants to be kind of the the face of like advocating for guys in Ohio. And <clears throat> it, 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 it's pretty simple in my eyes. Like when you don't have, if the state doesn't have somebody pounding the on, you know, standing on the table for the kids that they feel are undervalued or the kids, you know, whatever, then maybe the ratings are off because there's not somebody that is really, you know, dialed in, in tune with, you know, a coach from a, a state power that says, hey, I got this Ivan Pace dude. And he, he's gonna be a major factor in college football. And instead they look at ah, this kid's five foot nine and two hundred and sixty pounds. There's no chance he's ever gonna like be able to do anything. So I, I think that's an interesting part of it that we don't talk about enough.
0: Right. You think also another thing is the fact that Fickle and his staff did a phenomenal job of recruiting kind of that second level of, of Ohio players that then maybe the tape... I don't think is,
1: Ohio State was ever scared to recruit a kid because Cincinnati was recruiting.
0: Right, but I, I just meant more I'm talking like... talking
1: about the question, like the question here.
0: Yeah, which just more just like, then it just kind of opened the door more when Fickle and them aren't really kind of... I think both. that
1: opens the door more for Purdue, Indiana. Yeah. You know, Michigan State. What It doesn't have anything to do with Ohio State.
3: Okay. Kentucky, Do you think Fickle's still going to try to come in and steal and like? Not as much. I think he will a little bit, but I don't know. I don't. He loves this.
1: He loves Ohio. I think he'll still dip into Ohio. I don't know. Like the kids that he wants or he's going to need to win at Wisconsin, they're going to go to Ohio State and Michigan. He's not getting them to Wisconsin. He could get, he didn't get those kids to Cincinnati, right? And Josh, there was a couple, but he didn't really beat out Ohio State for anybody. Mm-hmm. Other than, you know, maybe two or three guys that Ohio State would like to have had. Um, is he going to come into Ohio and beat Ohio State for top five kids in the state? No, nope. you know, where he can get like those kids, he can get them at Wisconsin. Now, if they if they see somebody that they identify. Hey, this you know I think this kid's a sleeper or this kid's ranked twenty seventh and we think he's the tenth best player in the state or whatever. I think they can come in and get that done, but I don't think they're going to be a regular to where they're pulling. What I mean by regular is like you know six, seven kids, and there are eight kids in their recruiting class are from Ohio. I think you'll see one or two here and there.
3: I was thinking he was going to pull the Mark D'Antonio move at Michigan State where. Go get those three star guys out of Ohio who get looked over by Ohio State, looked over by Michigan, and um, let's go bring them into Madison and then beat them. But like that's what he when he became the coach here, he was like going after like that. That was his bread and butter here. It was like those. Oh, so I was like, oh, I wonder if he's gonna tap back into that That at Wisconsin. But the Big Ten was recruiting different
1: than Ryan. Yeah. The big like Ohio State wasn't recruiting really nationally then. Trussell didn't recruit, you know, the the wide spectrum. He was getting fifteen kids from Ohio and then ten more yeah. from like Ohio State has been getting twenty kids nationally, four yeah. and five stars, and then getting five kids from Ohio. Like the the dynamic in Ohio has changed a lot since Antonio kind of did his thing, and now. USC and UCLA are coming in. Like, yeah. Are you gonna Are you gonna beat USC with Lincoln Riley as the head coach with underrated three star kids from Ohio? You can try. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can try. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't think it's gonna be. You
3: know, I don't think it's gonna be a very fruitful uh, process. Are they on the schedules of the Big Ten this year? No, not this year. Next year. Next year. Yeah. Damn, I'd be sick if it was this year. That'd be interesting. I kind of want to watch that. Got to wait, though. All right. Well, uh, the last question to
2: finish up the football portion of the mailbag. What position do you think will struggle the most this upcoming season, adjusting to the Big 12? I'm pretty concerned about offensive tackle. Um, Blazing Bearcat, I'm pretty concerned about the entire offensive line. That's my vote, too. <laughs> From you know- tackle to tackle. All between.
1: Interestingly
2: enough, a second.
1: We did have a really good conversation with our guy Paul last week, in pointing out that the sack numbers in the Big Twelve are,
0: yeah,
1: average to below average at best across the board. Oh,
2: so that's a, that that that's an that feels good.
1: Right, that that could be beneficial to Cincinnati. That it's just not a league that generates a lot of pressure on the quarterback. I wonder how much of that is because it's a league that passes so much. Like you have to cover, you have to, you can't just plow up the field, or else you know
0: they're going over the top. Corners, D one ready, yeah, yeah. d one ready. I mean, yeah,
2: I, I think that's where if your defensive line is truly as deep as Cincinnati's is. And you can rotate them out as much as we've seen coaches in the past do. We, well, what we we, know like this... what
1: we talked about, Aaron, too, is the fact that it, so far to this point, they're not a group that has shown tremendous pass rush. They've shown to be able to get up the field and move the pocket, and but they have not shown like massive sack numbers outside of my jet.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: They're going to need to step that up.
2: But you've also not had a staff in place like this staff that's, that's that's as aggressive as far as defense goes so marcus but, was, freeman was, it's, been a was little, not. it's been a little while since marcus so i, I don't know I'm, I'm i'm very curious crazy enough aaron transpired. it's been two seasons i mean it feels like marcus season.
1: freeman left here in like that's, 2007.
2: That's just, <laughs> i mean I think I think Ryan could attest like that whole lead up to the college football playoff, that whole season seemed like three years. Marcus wasn't here. That was Trestle. I I'm I'm very aware, but it's still that season alone seemed like three years.
1: <laughs> but and um nobody nobody liked their defensive
2: coordinators, so <laughs> <laughs> Brent, do you have any other position that you you are concerned about outside of the offensive line?
0: Um, I mean, just just wide receivers staying healthy across the board. Because uh, although I don't think we're going to be throwing a lot, you need to some just some sort of continuity to have a connection between quarterback and because if you're getting these shootouts that the Big Twelve gets in, you're going to need to be able to keep up. So, just kind of just health of the of the wide receivers. And, tight ends. (laughs) so.
2: I mean, you could even mention quarterback in the same breath as we have a quarterback who we don't know at this point. We we knew Ben, we Mm -hmm. knew Dez, and this is the first time in a long time that we have a quarterback that we don't know.
0: Yeah, so we'll see. We will see. Anything
2: else to add to that, Chad? Nope. All right. Moving on to the basketball portion of the mailbag, what's your super early projected starting five with or without an Aziz commitment, and who is the first guy off the bench?
1: I have no idea. I, I guess Day-Day, C.J. Frederick, Seamus Lukosius, Victor Lockin, and uh, Jamil Reynolds. Aziz could sub in at the five if he gets it and that would make i guess dan skillings the first guy off the bench there you go best i could
2: do i'm i've decided i'm going to start calling Seamus uh silo I'm, I'm going silo that's that's already taken it's fine it's spelled differently you're welcome it's spelled silo but it's it's not then call him silo
0: nope so not about his name see uh
2: Brent, what what would any would you change anything there?
0: That would be the starting five. I agree. What 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 chat said. So
2: what is the what is the pecking order for average minutes played per game? One through eight. Do not include Aziz in the ranking. I hate you guys so much. <laughs> These no are five. things
1: you think about that I will never, ever, ever – there is never a point in the offseason that I am like, I need to sit down and figure out the average minutes played per game. I just don't well, – my brain doesn't work like that.
2: And depending if it's a blowout, I mean, who knows what, what's going I'm on. T- I'm mm-hmm.
1: tapping out on this one. You guys have fun with it.
2: <laughs> Games one through
0: eight? I I
2: don't know. I... Minutes, minutes per game, one
1: through eight.
0: I'd have to really look into it. And I need to know who we're playing games one through eight.
1: I just want uh, Ryan's opinion. <laughs> no, 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 no. He's not saying games one through eight. He's saying roster spots one through eight.
3: We don't know who like, roster spots one through eight are. Sure. Oscar Robinson, they're playing what Robertson. Robertson. Concert. What did I say? Robinson.
2: Robinson.
3: Oh shit. There you that'll have that'll get it. you in a lot of I'm, trouble around right here. I know, but but that's well, the, my two no. cents. <laughs>
0: <laughs> John White Skilling's still coming off the bench. I, if Dan Skilling is like has an unbelievable blowout off season, then then
1: he's starting could, over CJ or Seamus. Right,
0: right. That's what I'm saying. It's like it, it's a good problem to have. Yeah. Having all these good players is a good problem to have. But I, I just don't think you add. Those high level transfers. Yeah, I predict they
2: they, they
1: average 212 minutes per game. Oh. You know how that Great happens because somebody gets hurt, and then you know they average. You know the guy's number doesn't change in games that he doesn't play, and then somebody else steps in and plays his minutes. I think that's usually like 212 to 215 minutes a game is what teams average per year.
0: Okay, so I'm going with. <laughs> right mm-hmm. then, down. Mm-hmm. Good average.
2: When will all the incoming players be on campus and participating in open gyms?
1: Um, Generally June. It's just a matter of when they're, like for the high school guys, it's when their high school graduates. For the college guys, if they're a graduate transfer, do they have to take summer stuff to graduate before they can, Uh, you know, transfer? It's, it's, it's a little complicated on that end, but. Dan wasn't graduated Dan- high school late last year. I was
2: going to say, wasn't Dan a little late last year? Yeah,
1: he was like two weeks late because in Philadelphia, I guess, their high schools graduate like in the middle of June and not. Some places, high schools graduate at the end of May, like around when colleges graduate. Some drag into June and that, you know. I have not currently checked the uh, – I think Raymond's back home. He was at prep school, and their season's over. So he, right. I think he might be back home. I don't know when Jizzle graduates high school. Um, he'll be here shortly after he does. Hooray! So early June, at, you know, is, is usually the anticipation for that for the start of that first like extended
2: summer session. That is the basketball portion of the mailbag. Moving on to the banks, let's finish it out. Ooh. Skin skins is back. Rapid fire. What is your dream car?
1: I don't really have one. I don't really. It's a car. Just get me to where I'm going. I guess maybe like a. I, I like the, a Bentley. Like the look of a Bentley always impressed me. But I'd need a driver. I'm not driving if I'm riding in a Bentley. I'm in the back. I wouldn't, seat. Want to
2: be, I wouldn't want to be responsible for that much money if, of a car. <laughs> right. If that's I, why I don't ever
1: like that's I'm not a car guy. Like, that's too much money for some idiot on the road to like wreck your, you know, 150,0, 50,0, 000 whatever dollar investment. Royer, I want- what's your what's your dream car? Royer, you seem like you'd have a dream car
3: uh i really like for straight up sporty i like mclaren a mclaren uh just like a a normal like kind of more like luxury car probably like an an audi s6 probably a little bigger comfort luxury sedan but with all the nice bells and whistles and get a little s upgrade on it um yeah that's about it i don't i don't i don't go too hard on the cars but not that brent's got something you got something.
0: I, I'm not a big car guy, honestly. Um, but i have always like a G wagon, I guess. Something bigger for myself. So, yeah. probably, probably a G wagon.
3: Money bags, huh?
0: You threw out a McLaren. I mean, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean. I would,
3: yeah, but that, that was my sport, my sport car, man. You yeah, that's that's the unrealistic.
0: Yes. I want I the super w-
3: of a Prius guy, Brent, for some reason.
0: Nothing's unrealistic. Oh, a Prius? Yeah, sure. I, I mean.
3: <laughs> he couldn't fit in one of those. <laughs> no way.
2: I want the I want the super from the first Fast and Furious. Okay. You the worst I- movies to ever don the, the cinema. Look, you don't you don't get it. You're young. Dude. What- <laughs> I, I, was,
3: I will say this. I will say this. I saw I never saw any of them. I went in and I watched the one after Paul Walker died. Uh Uh, Was that seven or eight where he stomps the garage with his foot? I was like, I don't care what happened in the other ones. I will never watch this series as long you,
2: as I live <laughs> so you don't watch any of them and you come in at the very uh, end wait, when, when, it's the gotten, when it's gotten when it's gotten way the unrealistic the
3: Rock, the Rock has the fucking chain and he's holding the helicopter, <laughs> <and> the helicopter. <laughs> no, it's funny, i mean yeah Twitter, it's, it's Twitter com- it's com- com- you see the it's, it's,
2: it's completely done? unrealistic i' i'm totally okay admitting that but the first fast and furious <laughs> movie was before they had jumped the shark and that one had <laughs> Two excellent cars and, and one was that Supra, and that's <laughs> that's
3: the one. So they're crazy. You're making me feel bad. I'm stopping on your, your show now. Look, I mean no. I'm just
2: I'm just saying when you've come from the best CGI ever being Jurassic Park, and now
3: looking where movies are, Jesus Christ, we have yeah. come <laughs> a long way. True. Two fault though, in some in some here we go. This is, this is, now it gets good.
2: Which Mario Kart char- character do you pick? Uh I'm a toad guy.
1: What's the the turtle? The...
2: Koopa? Yoshi? The Ko- Koopa Troopa? Yoshi. I'm a Yoshi, Yoshi? I'm a Yoshi guy. Yeah, Yoshi? I'm a turtle? He's like a dragon thing. I don't know. He's got the
1: long neck, like whatever. Yeah, I'm a Yoshi guy. <laughs>
0: Like that. <laughs> Ryan, who's yours?
3: Uh, you look like Bowser. Know. You kind of look like playing, Bowser. I was playing uh Wario, how am I gonna win?
1: <laughs> <laughs> You're right. He's, he's more Wario than Bowser. I got I see Wario in there. i
2: am I gonna win? <laughs>
3: I was Donkey Kong. We were playing a little of cart when, when I was in DC with my buddy mm-hmm. for old time's sake. I think I was Donkey Kong then.
1: I, I actually when I so I, I haven't my switch is, was in the garage from the move. I haven't touched it in like a year and a half. And now the new is out. So mm. I'm I'm racking hours
3: on Tears of the Kingdom. Yeah, dude, and I saw I, it was a perfect oh score. God, so good.
0: Don't it's worry. That's me. the next question, Chad. Save know, it. Save it. But uh,
1: when I, when I was loading up my Switch, I saw Mario Kart, and I was like, I might have to. When I when I need a little break from Tears of the Kingdom, from the thousand hours I put into the game uh, <laughs> over the next two years, I might need to play
2: a little Mario Kart. God, we got to work on rapid fire.
0: Um, I like Chad. I like to use Yoshi sometimes, but I actually like uh Diddy Kong. You know, little uh, little Diddy yeah. Kong. There's a there's a Diddy Kong racing game too. He, he's he's fast. I like I like speed. Yeah, and your Diddy toad toad's pretty fast too. Toad's all yeah. He's from Indiana, so a little Diddy makes sense. Little Diddy, but... oh, what's worse,
2: marrying into a family that does 5K runs on holidays, or having to spend every holiday in Erie, Pennsylvania? You can get out of one. Right. The, the the 5k
1: thing, you're just like so ya, go run yep. your 5k. I'll be here. <laughs> like my 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 workaround for that would be I'm gonna I'll be home making a meal for everybody when you guys get done. Come back and like we can eat. But I'm not going to the except they've been up
2: since like four thirty. Are they even awake? Like just load that bitch up with tryptophan and turn on football. You're good.
1: Yeah, the the Thanksgiving (laughs) 5K, like, you're like, that's not a sane person. Find somebody else. If that's what they're into, find somebody else. (laughs) Uh, Erie, Pennsylvania uh, sounds awful. Awful. Agreed. Awful. I don't want to do that ever under any circumstances.
2: If that's another question coming from Skin's life, I just wonder what life decisions he's made. Man,
1: is terrible. Man, it's terrible.
2: No wonder, no wonder he was trying to kill me all the time. Yeah, <laughs> goodness. All right. Uh, which Hogwarts house would each of you be sorted into?
1: I have never watched Harry Potter, I don't know anything about
0: this. <laughs> I second, you. I think I'd be in Gryffindor, no doubt. Um, I think, uh, I, I mean, Aaron, have you? Am I in this alone? Look, no,
2: I, I bought the game. I have the the new game okay. that came out yeah. a couple months ago. I was a a, a Ravenclaw.
0: Ravenclaw. Okay, sure. That yep. that works. That works. Ryan, you have no idea anything about Harry Potter. Man, which so which house people.
2: would
1: have the guy that sticks his head into a fan?
0: Chad's a Slytherin. Chad, yeah. Chad, you'd be Slytherin. That's
1: fine.
0: Is that the bad guy? I'd be the bad guy. Is that? No, it's, it's they're, they're the they 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 win a lot, but they. What did you say, friend? What? I was... you... <laughs> <laughs> no, I I was going with cunning was the word, but oh, okay. they're cunning. Yeah. No, <laughs> Slytherin's a good good You'll be in there with with Lucia and Draco Malfoy. Um i said cunning for all of you people trying to relax oh, wow. cunning <laughs> but uh no i think i think we would all be in gryffindor together how about that there you go. that's prince ready to move on
2: uh and the last question
0: no i made it the last
2: question so i could just tap out and finish my beer here and we could all go on about our evening uh would love to know chad's thoughts on tears of the kingdom thus far here, if there are any video games anyone else in the crew is into, it's massive. Like I, I,
1: am kind of overwhelmed. So that's what she said. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's
3: exactly what she said. Kind there of are, work.
1: there is so much to it. it it's, it, it's two point three times. I thought the open world and Breath of the Wild.
2: You were not helping yourself.
1: I know. For, for I, I, I thought the. I thought. Breath of the Wild was almost like the open world portion of it was almost like too overwhelming when you're trying to like grasp all the stuff you had to do. And this is 2.3 times larger than Breath of the Wild because there's and they still have the exact same um, map essentially for the the main world then they have an underworld and an overworld. And trying to figure out how much shit you have to do in this game. And, like, I've got a puppy. I've I've got a 12-year-old. She's got three friends over tonight. Like, I'm not able to just sit and play. So I get to play in, like, 60-minute spurts. Like, okay, the puppy is taking a nap. I can play for 60 minutes. And then, you know, the kid's coming home from school, and the puppy's going to wake up, and life is going to get crazy again. So I haven't really been able to like dive, dive into it yet. Right. It is, it's incredible, but it is so like, oh my God, how am I going to get through all this? Like, how am I ever going to have a chance to complete this game? <laughs> yeah. But it's so good. Like, it, I, I one of the first games I ever played was the original Zelda on Nintendo, the original Nintendo. That's how fucking old I am.
3: Ooh.
1: So I've always been diehard Zelda. Same. And it is a must. Like, I, I have to play this game. But it's going to kill me trying to find time. Because you need, like, each little thing you need to do. Like, I started with one of the... Um, yeah, yeah, it's it, the, it's very much like um, Skyward Sword. I think was one of them that that first started the under overworld type thing, uh, link to the past. Um, but you need like a four hour window to just do one segment of like the story. Mm-hmm. And I have like one hour, 90 minute windows. So I get through like this much of it and then i have to put it down and go do dad stuff or you know whatever and then when you come back you're like oh shit like now i got to remember all the stuff that i did 6 hours ago or 2 days ago whatever the case may be
2: yep
1: um yeah original zelda like like you know the I, original zelda uh, excite bike we talked about this i loved the original excite bike if you can ever catch that Royer you used to get to make your own like bike, like motorbike courses, mm-hmm. awesome shit. Um, but it's it's amazing. The like the 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 depth of the story and the visuals in the game are incredible. The gameplay is incredible. The way that they changed it to make it completely different from Breath of the Wild with like having to merge. The the weapons and the, you'll understand if you played it. But so far, I mean, it, it came out Friday, so we're four days in. I'm I'm hooked. I just don't know when the hell I'm gonna ever really have the time to actually like sit down and play it uh, until we get to like I don't know.
3: You gotta be to a late night fall. gamer, man. You be I have to get night. up.
1: I like the puppy starts whining at six forty five in the morning. So I have to get up and take care it's of the puppy, the and deal with the puppy. Like you know,
3: how so, bad do you want it, Chad? How bad <laughs> do you want to be a Zelda player? You got to want to uh, Bad enough want that I beat. was up
1: until like two o'clock in the morning last night, and also up at six fifty-five this morning to take care of the puppy. That's right. And then, but see, here's the here's the thing, Ryan. If I would have gone to bed and then got up with the puppy, I would have been awake enough to play Zelda in the morning because she's a puppy. So she like runs around for 30 minutes and then she sleeps for two hours. Oh. But instead I stayed up late and played the game. And then when she slept for two hours, I was like, well, I'm gonna lay here on the couch and watch SportsCenter and maybe doze off a little bit over this two hour window that I've got. <laughs> there you go. I'm inefficient with the planning right now on the Zelda.
3: I know. You'll find the Aaron, way. have
1: you not got it? If you're a diehard Zelda guy?
2: Uh, no, I haven't played since like the first one. Uh,
1: well, then I played okay. I
2: played I, I put pl- no, I didn't never claimed to no. be.
1: I thought you were saying you, you like you were.
2: No, I was just saying I played that was one of the first games I ever played. Was
1: Breath of the Wild is the best game I ever I've ever played. <laughs> and this one so far is is as good if not better than Breath of the Wild. The mechanics to this game are superior to Breath of the Wild. And none right. of you three guys, none of you are gonna play the new Zelda?
0: I no. probably won't, no. I've i have yeah, never played Zelda before. Yeah, me I, either. I wanna I wanna punch the switch in the face. I am I'm strictly sports games, really. I, yeah, I never I, really got into Call yeah. of Duty or Halo or anything like that. Those
3: are my two, Call of Duty and Halo. Yeah, those, those I'm I'm ones. looking
0: forward to GTA six.
3: Oh, oh, yeah, yeah I'll play the hell out of that. That that's
1: when I'll stop playing Zelda's when GTA six comes
2: out. I was I'm looking I'm looking was, forward to Diablo four. Oh, and, oh you're a Diablo I've, guy. And I've been uh playing a lot of MLB the show of late, but
0: yeah, I can get met yeah, I can I can do the show quite a lot. But you know, I, I actually fun quick story, uh I was top I was number three in the world online play for uh NCAA March Madness game. But it was like years after it was like years after it was like, you know, because they stopped making the March Madness. There were only
1: 12 people playing, and Brent
0: was there. Oh, no, there was was a lot still active, but it wasn't a big number. But uh, I'm still
2: playing this guy.
0: Oh, yeah. Do you know who that is on the cover? The
3: Nard Robinson shoelace himself. The Nard killed luke fickle
2: <laughs> i've got i've got the ps3 hooked up to, that's the only thing hooked up the to this luke tv
3: killer. <laughs> Robinson. That's...
2: that's the mailbag get us out of here yeah. bro. <laughs> this Anything... will
1: only be an hour and
3: 30 minute show
0: hey it is if you Because I got backwards. on my
3: freaking four two five soapbox. Sorry, guys. <laughs> it's all good. I'm just
0: <laughs> out of Brent. Is I'll see you next. To, oh, okay, Natalie. Sure. Um, but, that's <laughs> a joke. That's a joke. Is it a joke? See okay. I'll tell you.
2: Never. Mind. I'll, I'll I'll tell you when you're older.
0: Oh, okay. Okay. I I see. <laughs> you. Well, that's that is rough. I, I, I mean, I just, just, just listen back and just yeah.
2: that was a really that's good great. joke by Natalie. That was a really great, good Natalie. joke. Well done,
0: well yeah. done, yeah. Natalie. Good job, Natalie. I agree. Uh, big, uh, big thank you as always to to uh Dan Cook Transmission to um uh, Quick Paper Supply. Uh, also, shout out to everyone involved in, in making the shout out to my. To to my friends uh, uh John and Chelsea gotta give them a shout out. Uh, they know why they're big time listeners, so shout out to them. Um, but outside of that, if you guys have nothing else here, I'm gonna go ahead and say hey, for my pals. Also,
3: uh Brent's white hat.
0: Hey, baby. <laughs> say what you will. See you next Tuesday, right? Uh, but anyway, uh, the
3: See you next Monday.
0: That would have been the joke. All right. <laughs> <laughs> See you next Monday. I agree. Um <laughs> Oh, my gosh. But for my guys, pals, uh, Aaron Smith, Chad Brendel, and Ryan Royer, I am Brent Young. Yet again, have another fantastic (sighs) week. A great BVP presented by GrecoJournal.com.
3: See you next Tuesday.